Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of the Theater Enthusiast Podcast. As always, I am drinking out of my hot breeze mug. The hot breeze candle is lit. And on today's show, we have a very special guest. I went on a cruise a couple of weeks ago, and I saw him in the show that is called Mamma Mia. I'm sure you all have heard of it. And he's also the company manager. So I was like, that's interesting. I should get him on the podcast. So please welcome Mr. Chad Horton. Oh, wait, hold on. There it is. <laughs> There's the applause. So it's Hello. like you're performing. <laughs> it is. I've, I've, take, I've taken a virtual bow. There you go. Well, thank yeah. you for coming on. And I did, as the people who listen know, the now six people who listen to the podcast, um, I usually have a show mug, but for you, I have my two, my full chest Mamma Mia and my nail head Mamma Mia woman's cup tea. It's very sad that I know the exact naming of these Fantastic. shirts, but cool. it was, it was very nostalgic seeing my, that show, but we'll get into it. Hi, Chad. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Alison. How are you? I'm good. I'm Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. You're welcome. The podcast. So um, let's just start from the beginning. Where are you from? Uh, so I'm from uh, the UK. So I was uh, born and raised in, in a city called Wolverhampton, which is just north of Birmingham, um, which is in the centre of the UK. Uh, and then I, I moved to London when I was 18. Uh, and I've lived in London on and off in between uh, travelling the world um, for, for 15, 16 years now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So growing up, were you always interested in performing? Yeah, so I, I kind of come from a, a, a theatrical background, I suppose. My my mom used to do um, uh, drama, you know, acting in a community theatres uh, kind of stuff. And then uh, my dad's an artist. So um, there's always been that artistic street kind of thing. And my two sisters are, are dancers. Um they're both retired from dancing now and do other things. But so I was kind of always brought up in the theatre kind of environment. We see shows every week and uh, when anything was coming on tour, we'd, we'd, we'd go to the local theatre and watch. So, yeah, I think theatre was always uh, my calling kind of or, or performing was. Um, I always wanted to, I, growing up, I wanted to be so many different things. I remember sitting at, uh, at, at school, at, um, we call it primary school. I think it's like elementary for, for, for guys in the states but um <clears throat> sitting in primary school and we'd sit in the hall and every morning you have like an assembly with with the, the principal and uh i remember sitting there and every morning i'd create a new character I'd, oh, i want to be an astronaut or i want to be a dinosaur hunter or i you know i want to be a fireman or i want and and i kept creating these things and I, and i think as i got older i realized there was only one way i could be all these characters <laughs> was, you know, you, you've got to be a performer. That's the only kind of way you can do all these things. So, yeah, I think it was always in my blood to be a performer. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned you want to work with dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did tell you, I, I did a deep dive of your Instagram and you created something called Roar Some Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So, so as a child, like I said, I was I, kind of, a, like many children, I was a, I was a bit obsessed with dinosaurs and um, that whole fascination of the life that came before us. And uh, and it's always stuck with me as, as a kid. You know, I, I kind of uh, I see myself as a little bit of a, a Ross Geller from Friends. You know, I, I have this. I still love dinosaurs, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I love Friends. Yeah, great. So I um yeah, I, I had this this kind of I still have this fascination about the dinosaur, the dinosaur kingdom and the 
the world that they would have all lived in. And, you know, growing up, my favorite film was Jurassic Park and this kind of stuff. And then uh, as an adult, uh, you know, as a as a performer working in theater, you, you know, work can come um, sporadically. So you, you know, you, you want to try and get a side job if you can, a side hustle or something that you enjoy. And, and I kind of decided that, you know, I enjoy entertaining people, obviously, and I, and, and I enjoy working with children, you know, um, I have eight nieces and nephews, so I'm, I'm very used to being around children. Um, and I, and I kind of was discussing with a friend like different options and it came up to say, well, why don't I just do something with dinosaurs? And so I had these custom made dinosaur puppets that, uh, you know, uh, go over my shoulders and there's one that is a hand puppet. And I, I just travel the country now and just do little shows and birthday parties and little events um, with these dinosaur puppets. And it's amazing to see children um, fall in love with these dinosaurs, just how I did when I was a child. And, and I wish I could have had that when I was a child. I wish somebody had this thing. So yeah, I do have this little um, side job in between contracts that I do um, where I roam around dressed as a dinosaur hunter. So I suppose actually my, my childhood dream came true. <laughs> yeah, well, look at that. Well, and then maybe one day, like if they do like another Jurassic Parks movie, just be like- I have, I have, I have been onto my agent about getting me into anything i would have i would have literally been the cleaner on set of the latest jurassic uh park movie um dominion it was actually part of it was filmed in london actually very close to where i live oh, wow. and but it, it was during covid times and i uh normally i i kind of go i have a lot of uh, friends in the film industry and i had a, i had a friend who was working on set and um and yeah we uh he said to me look i'll try and get you on set just so you can see, but they, with the restrictions of COVID, it, it was impossible. But um, but yeah, hopefully if they do ever make a new one, that uh, I will be front line center just yeah. to try and get kind of a. I didn't see them because it's not my thing. Sorry, it's okay. I, I, that's I have no idea if it's supposed to be the last one or not. But it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is in this in this uh, in the yeah in this trilogy that they've made yeah whether or not they'll make some in the future but yeah listen it, it. it could be like a star wars thing different stories different people absolutely different, it wouldn't surprise me yeah you know different characters times we can just keep going but i won't so <laughs> you moved to london when you were 18 was that to go to school for a performance or was that just to start performing yeah no so that was i, I was incredibly lucky um to get offered a place at uh at the time and, and still probably today one of the, one of the best schools in the country for musical theater um i went to a school called arts educational mm -hmm. in which is in west london and um it, it was the best the best school to be in for musical theater for a triple threat i couldn't have asked for a better school to go to and um so i, I trained there for three years and it's still an incredibly um uh it's a it's an incredibly good school um, Andrew Lloyd Webber is the is the chairman of the, of the school, so it's 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 pretty pretty high up there in in, in rankings in 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 London. So um, I was really lucky to get there, and I was really fortunate that I got I got there on a scholarship um, because, as we all know, you know it's very expensive to go to to Anywhere. college or university. Um, so I was very grateful that I got on a scholarship, and uh, yeah, and I and I graduated with a first, which was even better. Um, not that that actually make, makes much of a difference in the in the actual performing world, but it was still great to know that my hard work had uh, had paid off, and I you know I got a first 
a degree, which was lovely. Can you uh, tell me what a first degree is? Because I don't uh, I'm trying Sorry. to think of what that would it's basically I'm not sure what it is, what's the equivalent in America, but it, it's so, the, it's let me sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. So like it yeah. would be BFA is like Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um it would like, it would be yeah. Arts. Okay. It's, or like you can so get a master's degree of something, which no, is so it's not master's. So, okay. Yeah, so the master's is the higher one. So mm -hmm. this would be bachelor basically, and it's and it, I got the highest mark you can get for that because in the UK it's graded. You have one, one, two, mm -hmm. um, two, two, one, two, two. Yeah. So you have you have all different grades, and I, I was very fortunate that well, and, and I worked hard, but uh, that I got a first in that. Okay. So that was a that was a great achievement for me. In, in in my career for that mm -hmm. that's great so, so yeah, no, sorry go ahead no I said I graduated in 2009 that's when I yeah I'm not going to age myself but same I'm um, so <laughs> being in acting and here we are so mm -hmm. I'm once university is over what happens next so um obviously we do um in our, in our last year of, of um, a college, like we do uh, a showcase, you know, I was fortunate I got a, a an agent from that. Um, and so, and then it just literally goes into the standard world of, of auditioning. Um, you know, I got a show pretty much straight out of college, actually. It was a, a, a Christmas show. We, we graduated in September. I got a Christmas show done. And then after that, I actually got offered from that job. I got offered a, a, my first cruise ship. And I, to be fair, I didn't actually want to do it. I actually told my agent I didn't want to do it. I wanted to focus on London's West End and I wanted to focus on, you know, I was, when you come out of college, you can be a little bit um, blinded by the reality of the industry. You know, you kind of come out of the college thinking you're, you're going to be a star, you know, and, and for some people that is true. Mm -hmm. um, for the most of us, you know, we may be successful, but that stardom isn't necessarily guaranteed. Um, but obviously coming out of college, you do have this kind of you're at the top of your game within your field. And then, you know, you step into the, the big wide world and all of a sudden you're up against thousands of other people. Um, but I but I was still, you know, I was determined I wanted to do the West End and I, you know, I, I, I wanted to um, focus on that. And then my agent kind of convinced me, look, you'll be gone for six months on a cruise ship. Um, there's not going to be that many auditions you'll, you will miss. You'll come back. You will have cleared your student debt. You would have earned money. You would have seen the world. Why don't you just go and try and do it? And, and she convinced me to do it. And to be fair, I, I did enjoy it, but I said I'd never do one again. Um, I went on as a, as a, as a singer dancer and I'm not really a dancer. I mean, I, I can move and I'm, and I'm okay. I'm, I'm more of a singer that can move. So, but this was quite heavy dancing and uh, I didn't really, I enjoyed it to a, to a certain extent, but I said I'd, I'd never do one again. And that was it. For me, that was cruise ship done. I was never going to do one again. I was going to focus on land. Um, and I did, and I did focus on land and I did, you know, I, I worked, I worked on land for a few years and then I, you know, I had, I, I was in a relationship, that relationship kind of broke down and I said, you know, I need to get out of the country. Uh, and I, I turned to cruises again. And this time I turned as, as, a, as a, a vocalist, as a singer. And I realized it was a completely different ball game when you're a singer on board a ship. You get your own cabin, you get, you get paid more, you get less duties, there's more uh, privileges you get as a singer. Um, and I went and traveled around Asia for a year 
with that cruise ship and then and then I thought actually this isn't a bad gig I don't mind doing this at all you know this is this is not bad and that's then I started doing a few more in between contracts in, in the UK yeah so I know you were in Australia for a bit of time what brought you there and um as we talked about before we started recording there's a photo of you on Instagram again I'm sorry for the deep dive of Mr. Snake or Dr. Snake? Dr. Snake, yeah, Dr. Snake, yeah. Yeah, so so again, I, I came um, I came off my the the second cruise ship I did, which was around Asia, and I did a, a few little jobs in, in, in the UK, and then um, a company called P&O Australia, which is a, a cruise cruise line company, they um, contacted me asking me if, if I would like to audition for their brand new ship that they've got um, as, as an original cast. For a show that they were they were putting on called Sideshow Alley, which is this um, kind of Cirque du Soleil kind of um, musical that's based around the old kind of circuses, the the Barnum kind of mm-hmm. Greatest Showman style kind of um, traveling cir- circuses, and uh, and yeah, so I, I auditioned for it. It was a great company that I, I still they hold a very special place in my heart the company that I work for, Greyboy Entertainments. Um, they're, they're a great company. And um, yeah, so I, I, I auditioned for them and I was very lucky that, that I got the, the role. And then uh, I moved to Australia for three years. I was there for wow. doing that show. Yeah, so so we worked, so I worked there for three years doing that um, and alongside other shows as well. We created other different shows. But, um, but yeah, that, that one with the, the picture that you saw on Instagram, that used to take about two hours of, of makeup to create that kind of yeah there's a lot so in doing all of these shows how did you kind of go into I guess like the production side of it having being like the company manager of the show that you're currently on yeah I mean I think with that one it was never really I kind of uh I've done like company manager stuff before on a a smaller scale back home with when I've, I've done some touring plays and I've been the company manager for that um, but to this level of being a company manager of a Broadway musical um, was a big step. I mean, this is what, you know, people train their whole lives to be a company manager of a, of a Broadway musical. Yeah, well, that's uh, why, I, sorry to interrupt, that's yeah, why I want to on because, I mean, I don't have any experience, like, I've only seen ever one West End show when I went to London five years ago, but, you know, having has not worked on Broadway, mostly like selling merch in front of house. Like you become friends with the front of house staff and you get to know the company manager and it's its own company that the production hires to yeah. be the company manager of the show. And I've met many of them. I've interacted with many of them. Uh, one of them came to my aid when an actress was very not nice to me because I wouldn't sell her a shirt at half off because the show was closing. <laughs> company management involved it was even the stage management got involved it was a whole thing um but yeah so I just find that very interesting that an actor is a company manager and then I also noticed that there is another actor who's company coordinator and is that a thing with like tours in the UK that actor also or it's it's only on the it's only on the ship Really, okay. it's, it's it's not in the UK. We don't do that. We we have a, exactly how it is on Broadway. We have a company manager. We will have a resident director. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we will have a choreographer or a dance captain, and you know all those roles are separate. But when you go into the ship world, um, you know there are 
you know what we do on on royal is is you know we've got a the full broadway as, as you would have seen we have the full yeah. broadway show of mamma mia mm-hmm. it's complete the full show excuse me um and you know it, it, there's there's no edits in the musical a lot of shows when you go to see on a ship you if you go to see other whatever the shows they may be grease or hairspray they're a condensed 90 minute show no interval you go there there are scenes that are edited or changed just so it fits in with um you know guests experience on the ship you know the, there's other things for guests to do they're not solely coming on the ship to see the the show some some people are but majority of them have got other things to do so it's condensed to a 90 minute show for most productions um mom mia worked with with the license that we could, could get um it had to be the full broadway west end show so it's the same costumes the same set the same lighting the same direction everything is exactly the same as like the broadway show the west end show that that's that's how it, it is sold um and as somebody and so, who has worked the show it is exactly the same yeah yeah it, i mean i i was helping I'm like it's literally the broadway production on stage and i also forgot how there's like a huge boom when the second act starts yes yeah yeah, yeah and like yeah. when we would work at the theater like a good majority of the time all of us would jump because we um, like we knew it was coming, we just didn't know when. And then you hear that, yeah. I think. Oh. Yeah. So it, it is exactly the same. So it's, and that was that was part of the the license that Royal got was that if they did it, it had to be the full Broadway show, which is why it is the the best selling show on on Royal Caribbean's fleet because it is the full experience, you know. And and at the moment, Mama Mia isn't on Broadway as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. and it isn't and it isn't on there isn't a US tour. So um, for Americans, it, the closest show you can see of the broadway show is on royal caribbean mm-hmm. you know that you this is only going on in the uk and on our ship and i think they're doing an international tour rehearsals at the moment but you know there isn't mama mia in the us at the moment which is you know which is quite significant really if you think that the people that are coming on board the ship mm-hmm. are the only ones that that can see the full broadway show of mama mia mm-hmm. um but with with that you know we are doing the full show but with it being on a ship, there are certain limitations that we can, we have to have because we work on a ship. And one of those is that they don't have, they don't have a role for company manager, uh, uh, just a, a, a sole um, position for that. And the same with acting coordinator. So they, they interview people within the cast to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where it, it differs from Broadway or the West End is that normally you would have someone that, you know, that, their actual job is company manager, dance captain, uh, you know, acting coordinator. That's what their role is. Uh, on the ship, we have to kind of double up slightly just because of, you know, you can only have so many crew on board the ship and that kind of stuff. We do have a production manager mm-hmm. um, who is kind of like, he is my supervisor and he's in charge of the whole um, theater. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he's in charge of everything from all of the stage crew and you know everything technical side he's in charge of so i work very closely with him to make sure that everything works well with the show and that there's no um there's no issues and that everyone's safe and enjoying themselves but yeah when it comes to actually looking after the cast that that will fall solely on on to me as well um making sure that they're okay but but i mean it's it's a it's a role that i didn't think i would be doing but um it's definitely one that is challenging me and one that um that is opening my eyes up to the world of, of the technical side of, of working in a theater. 
Um, there's a lot of admin work to do. Um, but um, but yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it is challenging. It makes it different. I, you know, I did Mamma Mia before COVID on here as well. And I, um, I didn't do company manager role. It was, uh, it was my first time with Raw. I wanted to focus on the show. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a different experience now for me. And it's, it's nice to mix it up and keep it fresh and to experience something slightly different. What made you want to do company management then? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I have a passion for, for what I do. And, and, um, and I, the, the person that was didn't before was, a, was a, a, a great guy. You know, he did an amazing job and he actually inspired me. I thought, well, you know, if I can, you know, we have to have somebody in the cast do it. And the cast we have now, majority of them are new hires, have never worked on a ship before, have never, you know, are quite fresh out of college. Um, and, you know, the, the, I kind of wanted to make sure that whoever did do company manager, you know, had got experience. And, and so I, there weren't many options uh, for who would be suitable for it. Um, and I, as I thought, well, maybe this is my opportunity to actually, you know, step up here. Like I can, I've got experience and, and uh, let me see how, how I can manage this kind of um, this responsibility. So, and it is, it, I mean, it is challenging to try and, be the manager of the company and um, star in the show at the same time, you know, when things happen and you're on stage, you know, we had an, we have issues, uh, not very often, but we do have issues sometimes, a technical issue or something like that, and you're on stage. Um, yesterday we had, a, we had a problem with uh, this, one of the sound desks went during one of my songs, so I lost all audio on stage, so I was basically singing a cappella on stage. Um, from an audience point of view, it was fine. They they could still hear, but we just lost sound on stage. Mm -hmm. um, so that trying to, and then obviously as soon as I come off stage, we need to go and address what the issue is with that. And if the, if we have to do a show stop and we didn't, it was fine. We solved it. But so there is that kind of trying to find the balance between I'm performing and I'm doing my role, and then hey, I need to uh, you know sort out an issue or we need to address this or you know sometimes we had we had a cast member a few weeks ago have a nosebleed halfway through the show. So, you know, we, ha we had to just pause the show. It was a severe nosebleed. We couldn't stop. It did eventually stop after 10 minutes. So the show continued. But it's those kind of things where you have to switch in and out constantly of being the performer and then, oh, actually, I need to take care of the company. Yeah. So let's talk about performing on cruise ships. Um, what is the audition process like? What is rehearsal process like? Is there... I mean, I've kind of looked at other people who were in the shows, like their Instagrams and one person was Tanya, but then like another time she was performing as Donna and things like, like how does stuff like that work and schedule wise, I think you guys only performed like three nights. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. A few weeks ago. Yeah, so. Um, Let's break it down. Yeah, where should yeah. we start? From the beginning. Yeah. Okay, well, so well, what, what did, hold on. Did you always want to do Mamma Mia? Because, like, I think in like another 10, 15, well, yeah, 10 years, because I'm completely aging myself now. I'm going to give myself 10. I think I'd be a really good Rosie. Right, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want, I sadly, it's actually five years, but I'm going to say 10. Just <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm just curious about like how, cause I also, I was on playbill.com the other day and there was actually like a posting about auditioning for Mamma Mia for Allure of the Seas. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, yes, yes. Like, they're, they're auditioning next week in New yeah. York. 
Yeah, I I'm gonna be on Long Island, so it's not. Oh, okay. And send it. Send you can send a tape in. <laughs> it listen. I did a cabaret in February, and I still have like PTSD from singing in front of people. And it was like my first time singing in front of people in like ten years, and I'm like, I sound nervous. I have nervous vibrato. I'm wearing green, and I said the word green. Literally, the thoughts in my head when I was singing. I can host a cabaret. That's fine. Singing is different. Right. But, okay. Well, I mean, you know, Rosie. Rosie is a is a good character mm-hmm. part. You know. Yeah, That's I a agree. Great role. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah. So w- with the Broadway shows that they they do, they they audition exactly the same as how any other Broadway show or West End show does. Um, so they they do you have to be on- equity or non equity. Uh, I believe again, this is slightly different in the UK because we do have equity in the UK, but mm-hmm. it's it's a completely different system to how you guys work. You don't have yeah. to be equity to do an equity job in the UK. Um, Maybe yeah, everyone should just go to the UK now. You heard yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, equity is a great com- uh, like a organization or association, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. They look after you when you're when you're in an equity job. Um, but you don't have to in the UK, you can, you can just go to an audition. You know, if it's an open call, you can go to an audition. You don't have to be, they, they, we don't have this system. I think you guys do where they see equity people first. And then if, if not, then they see non-equity. Like we don't have that in the UK. You can, you can turn up for an audition and, and you can be auditioning next to a West End star. I mean, they probably would have had a private audition, but you know, uh, you can in theory. Um, Listen, I, I had, um, I had somebody come on a few weeks ago and he was saying that he went to an open call audition for Romeo and Juliet when he was an understudy in once and then he got cast in it. So you never know. You never know. That's that's yeah. the thing. You never know. So, but yeah, they, they, I don't believe you have to be equity for, um, for Royal. Um, I don't think you can get your equity points through Royal though. I, I could be wrong there, but I don't think you can get them from Royal. Um, I'm not sure on that because we have some American guys in the cast and I think they've told me before that they don't get their equity points. I think how it works for you guys. Um, but yeah, so they will come no to you. Which is not very helpful. Oh, but... right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think that they, um, so that they're in New York next week. So they'll do a week's audition in New York. Then they go to London and they do a week's audition in London and they will, you know, the process will be uh, normally about five days. You, you will go and audition on the Monday, recourse Tuesday, all the way up to probably Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have your finals and then that'll let you know if if you've got the role uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks later. And then from there, you'll be whenever your contract will start. So this next contract uh, for the guys that are auditioning next week, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe the audition and sorry, the rehearsals will probably start around February time, 2023 um and you they will send you to north miami so raw caribbean have this amazing uh rehearsal studios in north miami it's it's unbelievable what the building uh, it has about 17 dance studios has about 20 20 vocal rooms it has a whole wardrobe department um a production office is there um there is loads of technical stuff it has its own gym there's two aerial uh, studios where they can do all the aerial rehearsals um, and they house us there. So there's just across the road from, from the studios, they, they house us in, um, it's, on a, it's on a university campus, a University of Florida, uh, I think it's Florida International. Um, and they house us there in some housing and that's free. We don't pay for that. 
So they house us in, in um, dorms, basically. So I suppose it's the, the closest term you can put for it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's good. You know, we have free Wi-Fi and there's a, there's a Publix nearby. So you can go and do all your shopping and, you know, you can go to the local uh, mall. I just want to say Publix for people who live in New York. That's the grocery store down in Florida. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Publix is a grocery store. Yes. It's do you know how that in New York? We don't. Um, my... My dad just bought a house in Boca and he's like Publix and we're Disney fans. So when there's, right, you know, so we know, but you know, when we were down there, they were also like, oh, there's this grocery store. I was like, I, I live in New York. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Isn't that bizarre? Because in the UK, we're such a small country, like everything. I mean, we're the sides of Florida, you know, <laughs> the whole of the UK. So sometimes it's easy for us to forget that you guys almost live in different countries in that or sense of life. I had somebody on like last year and he's like oh yeah like you know this place and I was like I'm in New York like I grew up here I don't know what you're talking about about getting like moonshine <laughs> at this this place it's like, oh it's a grocery <laughs> store in this place I'm like great thank you okay right uh, yeah 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 so but, it's a grocery store. so yeah so they, they house us there so that's and then we rehearse for about um uh depending on how many shows you're doing mm -hmm. you rehearse for about a month or two months and then they send you to the ship wherever the ship is we're lucky that the, our ship was in Florida is in uh, Fort Lauderdale so it's a short journey up for us um, and then you do it you do a, a handover with the current cast for about three or four weeks and then you take over and then you start your you start your contract however long that may be mm -hmm. so that's the kind of the rehearsal process how long are contracts usually does it vary per performer yeah uh, we we're hired as a whole cast so so mm -hmm. The whole cast will be on the same contract uh, unless there's some special reason but um normally on board you're about eight months okay is your contract. but because of the pandemic they're trying to reduce the the turnover um they're trying to reduce you know getting people in as as uh often as they used to now and also trying to find people to to work on the ships is still proving a, a bit of a problem after the yeah, pandemic you, were, you announced that you were cast and again deep dive um in like 2018 and you started rehearsal. <laughs> it sounds so stalkery I'm so sorry <laughs> and you started rehearsal in 2019 so you've been with this show for a couple of years now yeah yeah so it's so you um yeah so like we we you know we start our contract now for this one isn't and uh, doesn't finish until uh 2023 April 2023 so we and we got on board the ship in April this year. So we're doing a whole 12 months on board the ship, which is unusual. That doesn't normally happen. Mm -hmm. um, we are just coming up to our halfway mark now within within our contract. So uh, but yeah, we we perform one of the great things about working on the ship is that um, there are many pros and cons about ship life. But one of them is that, you know, we do get quite a lot of time off. So we do get to explore the ports a lot. We get to get off, you know, wherever we are traveling around the world um we do the, the production cast do in general have a guest status for many things not everything but for many things we do kind of have guest status so we can go to the restaurants we can go to the bars we can socialize in guest areas we can get off the ship we don't have to do um certain duties that people have to do when the ship's in port you know so we're very lucky in that respect and you know, we don't, we only do on this itinerary that we have at the moment, we only do three Mamma Mia's. So, you know, we do have a few days off. Obviously, we love doing the show, so we don't mind doing, uh, you know, an, uh, if we did another Mamma Mia, that wouldn't be an issue for us. Uh, but we only have three because there are other, you know, we have 
headliners, guest ends that come on and do their show and comedians that have shows and there's game shows that go, go on through. So because you're working in that environment of a cruise ship, you do have to um, mix with all the other entertainment. So, you know, they only do certain amount of Mamma Mia's yeah. in a cruise. Are you able to see the other shows as well? Like if uh, they had that late night comedy show in the big arena on deck four, uh, would you be able to go and see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have we have pretty much a uh, free roam of the of the ship. There's only certain places we can't do, like casino. Understandably, um, there is a, a comedy club, the actual comedy club. We can't go there because it's a very small venue and it's always sold out. Oh yeah, uh, I, I was there. I I yeah. was sitting there. With yeah, it's, it's, the comedians was very funny talking about how shitty the Wi-Fi was. I'm not gonna lie, it was horrible. My phone yeah. kept disconnecting to the Wi-Fi. And my tagline of the cruise was this fucking Wi-Fi, which I'm sure I will get during the holidays on a mug for my sister. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I, I do have to say next, I think next cruise, and we're 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 waiting with bated breath here because I'm not sure. I mean, sometimes they promise a lot of things and underdeliver, but um, we are supposed to be getting a an upgrade on the on the Wi-Fi next week. We're supposed to be using um, Elon Musk's new Starlink, which is supposed to be the fastest Wi-Fi in the world uh, uh, by, in on ships. You know, so we shall wait and see how that is. I hope so because we are in we are in 2023 now, so we would like to see think that Wi-Fi yeah. should be. Yeah, please DM me and let me know so I can share with my family like, hey, when we go on that cruise next year to the Bahamas, the Wi-Fi will be better. Yeah, yeah, I'm really hoping so. I I think it's supposed to start next cruise, I think. So we shall see. Um, I'll I'll let you know if uh, if it has improved. Uh, We hope so for the crew because, you know, for the for the crew, it is it is always a um, I mean, the Royal do look after us in a way that they, they give us free whatsapp messenger oh that's great so so we can we can message only recently to be fair it was it was it's only been a a recent thing that's happened i think because of the pandemic and that but Mm -hmm. um but we do so you can message home which is really important when you're on a ship for eight to 12 months Mm -hmm. that you can message your loved ones and your friends Mm -hmm. and without having to spend a lot of money um and we do get slightly cheaper wi-fi um to purchase if we want to purchase on top of that as well but still it is you know when when you're used to having wi-fi or data um on your on your cell phones at your hand and it's never never really an issue when it's taken away from you and you're restricted to an hour a day of wi-fi you know it, it can um, it can be difficult sometimes especially when you're going through a bit of bad weather and the satellite drops out and you're trying to call home to speak to somebody or you know it's uh, it can be it can be tricky yeah, or attempt um, to record a podcast. <laughs> or attempt or attempted to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Attempted to record a podcast. Yeah, you're exactly. like, yeah, the Wi-Fi is a little like wonky on the ship. And I was like, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm living through it currently <laughs> on yeah. the ship. And I yeah. again, like, I don't know why it just kept dropping off of my phone. And it was just very frustrating. And I had to like reconnect. And they like did so many things to my phone. They're like, you'll be fine now. And I'm like, will I be? Yeah, yeah. And then the next day you'll be back at the back at the the office yeah. explaining what's like, been done. Hey, like my wife is yeah. on my phone, guys. Can you and, it, and it's not cheap. It's not cheap. No, it's not. If it was cheap, then I suppose you wouldn't you wouldn't mind so much, but it's uh 
it's quite a money maker for, for cruise lines. Listen, that's where they get, I went out last night, they charged me extra for like French fries. I was like, really? So yeah, you know, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. That's how people make their money. It's fine. We're just going to keep talking. So anyway, (laughs) um, aside from the Wi-Fi, so my thing, I'm also curious about this. So what's interesting when the show was on Broadway, when it was first at the Winter Garden Theater, it was actually on a rake stage. And when they moved to the Broadhurst, it was on a flatter stage. But when I saw the show, you can definitely feel the ship moving. Yeah. What it can you guys feel the ship move while you're performing on the stage, or what's that sensation like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can, you, d- you definitely can feel it. Um, fortunately for Mama Mia, that compared to other shows we have on the ship, you know, on our ship on the Allure, we have an aqua show and an ice and an ice skating show. Well, I didn't um, see ice skating, but the the aqua show was really cool. Yeah, so we have the aqua show with the divers and that kind of stuff. Well, the, the, the movement of the ship is a lot more dangerous for them. Obviously, yeah. if the pool is splashing with water and you're, you're diving from 17 feet, um, you know, it's, it, it is a, a more dangerous. So those shows can get um, rescheduled a lot uh, a, a lot more often. Um, and the same with the ice cast a little bit. But with, with us, for more me, we're quite lucky that, you know, we don't really have... if. If you've seen, obviously you have seen, if any of the listeners have seen Mamma Mia, the, the set is uh, a fairly simplistic set, very effective, but very simplistic. It's, it's the walls of the taverna uh, and they rotate and they move around the stage. But, you know, they're locked in place. They can't they can't just roll off the stage or anything like that. Um, we don't really have many things that fly in. Um, and most of the costumes bar a few platform heels, um, is in kind of flat feet. A lot of the people wear sandals or, or trainers. So we do feel the motion of the ocean. And sometimes you, you there are some scenes where we're in freeze frame and we're, we're standing in a, in a freeze position and you are holding on to your core to, to not move whilst there's a spotlight on you and you're frozen. Um, but in general, it, it's not too bad with this show. It's not too bad. So you kind of you can get through it. There's not, there hasn't been any, any show we've had where we've had to cancel a show or suspend it um, because of the rockiness of, of the ship. Well, I meant like if somebody's dancing and then they just like fall because of the cruise of like. Yeah, like- I mean, the, normally the, sh- the, the captain is normally really good. When the shows are on, they put the stabilizers on. They're, they're informed what time the shows are. So the stabilizers will, will be put on for those, those moments. It does slow the ship down. Mm-hmm. So they, they try to avoid putting stabilizers on all the time because it would slow the ship down um heavily but but for the shows it will slow it down it will try and calm it down a little bit and so there's not really any there are some times where you know you will jump and the and the floor will come and meet you a lot quicker than you expected to or you know you go down a wave and you'll jump and then all of a sudden that you've got an extra foot to reach the floor yeah. so there are those times that sometimes those those happen but with the ship that we're on the size of the ship you know it's not, um, you get accustomed to it really quickly and it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, it's not bad at all. It's really interesting too that you say that because my sister and I were like, when we're in the bathroom, we felt the ship move. And my mom's like, I don't feel anything. And then I think when we were leaving Honduras, the boat was like, all right, we're going back to Florida. And then yeah. my mom's like, oh, now I feel the boat. So. Yeah, especially, and I think when, I think for guests, especially, you know, when they're not used to, well, you know, I mean, it's the same for us as crew. When you go on the ship for the first time for the first week, you're going, whoa, I'm, I, you know, I'm all over the place. And actually the ship's yeah. not that rocky, but you're just yeah. not used to it. 
Um, for us, uh, you know, if anything, we get the opposite. Crew get the opposite. When you go on land, sometimes you get a bit land sick because you, your body is adjusted to constantly re uh, rebalancing yourself on a ship. And then when you go on flat land where you don't need to do that, your your mind is is gets. No, I I did have that when um, we came back. So. I my life is so dramatic. Um, (laughs) yeah, well, no. So like what happened was I flew back to New York and then that night I saw into the woods and then I just like went into bed. I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm moving. Cause I was still very much like feeling like I was on the cruise. Yeah. Stay dramatic. I got COVID a few days later, but it was was a busy week when I came back and then it was like, you have COVID. And apparently other people were testing positive who went on the cruise too. So it happens. Yeah, it does. I mean, I mean, cases have, have dramatically dropped on on the ships, but it's yeah. it's still there. It's still yeah. there. It's, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, I mean, it has, you know, restrictions have lifted a lot on the ships. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The cases are very low, but it's still yeah. it, it's still there. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky. My symptoms were very mild, so it's yeah, I'm good. I again, most upset I miss Harry Styles, but I saw him the other day, so we're good. Okay, you made I up do- for it. I complained about it to everybody. So my friend's like, we're going to go. It's going to be fine. Um, So once your contract is up, what do you plan on doing next? Well, I mean, there's, there's, because this has been such a long contract, this one, normally I have some kind of a plan of where I'm going, but because this, this has been 13 months of my, of my life, um, I haven't actually thought about what's happening yet with with um, work. I've I've uh, I'm recently signing with a new agent, so that's going to be a, a a new start for me and a new kind of uh, may open new doors. Um, I actually just finished filming a, a movie uh, for Disney. Well, sorry, I finished I finished I filmed it last year. Sorry, but it's coming out next year. Um, like in theaters was- or Disney Plus. No, this is this is this is a big movie. This oh, is a Marvel. Are we, movie. are we not allowed to talk about it? We're not allowed to talk about it, unfortunately. Okay. But it is a Marvel movie. Oh, that's amazing! Uh, yeah, it was a really good. It was an amazing opportunity I had la- um, last summer to to film a, a, another superhero movie. Uh, another one? Another. Were no, you? No, sorry, not, no, no, sorry. Not not I filmed another one. I just mean there's another mo- there's another superhero okay. movie coming. I was going to say you were how many superhero movies? No. No, sorry. I have this is my this is my first super superhero movie, um, but uh, yeah. So that was a that was a great um, great opportunity to. to Are we film allowed? That. To, I'm very like I want to talk about this now. Do you have a lot of lines? Do you have a part? Are you just featured in the background? Like, are so you I'm, just, like not allowed to talk about it? Um, I, I can't talk about what I, I it's it's a it's a, the new Marvel movie, but I can't whatever, talk about whatever it yeah. is. Because there's yeah. so many. Uh, yeah, as in, as in, sorry, when I say the Marvel, as in, as in Marvel, as in, it's called the Marvels. Oh. It's Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. It's the new Captain Marvel movie. So. Um, Larson, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. I have only seen Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the first Captain America. Well, I've right. seen a few Guardians. I am very behind on my Marvel movie watching, but like, I know who everybody is. So <laughs> well, even I get confused with them. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I I I I play one of the. Uh, I play I play a an alien. Oh. So so I ha- I had four hours of prosthetics every morning for that. Oh. 
which was which was uh, fun. Ne I'd never had that done before, so that was yeah, that was great. Uh, only I was only I'm only in. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the film. I don't even know how many scenes I'd be in, but probably only. Uh, I think I I shot three scenes. So. So, but we'll see. I mean, it, you never know with with the film industry. You never know if uh, that that will make it to the, uh, um, you know, it'll end up on the editor's floor or make it into the final cut. Who knows? But um, but yeah, that was a great opportunity last year. So I'd like to do a little bit more film. I, I think that's something where I'd like to, you know, I always wanted to do film as a, as a as a kid or TV and film, and I kind of fell into musical theatre, which was amazing. And I love I love the the world of theatre, and I love that. But it would be nice if I could. Um, maybe dip my toe in a in a bit more of, of that world, you know. Um, I also finished filming a, a TV series for Amazon last year, which is called The Citadel, um, which is um, that is hopefully coming out next year, I think, or maybe the year after. Um, so that, that's for Amazon. So that was yeah, I did a bit more TV stuff last year, um, which was great. Um, and I'm very fortunate. Of COVID. I'm sorry. Oh, and because of because of COVID, it was yeah. very lucky. I still got to to do that. So, uh, but ultimately, my 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 passion is still theatre. So, mm -hmm. I, I'm actually too young still to play the role I'm playing on land. I um, I didn't want to say anything, um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, that's why I aged myself when I was like, you know, like ten years. Um, yeah. but no, because that was also another thing I noticed. Um again having like worked at the theater mm -hmm. and seen the show if you are like in the existence of Mamma Mia but I also think doesn't that come with you know if they're right for the role and it's a cruise ship might as well cast them in the part yeah. well I think I think that this is the other thing with the with the compromise of, of working on a ship is you know it is the it's the full like we said the full Broadway show the the quality is exactly the same well hopefully is if you it saw is. it i hope you enjoyed it yeah um you know we the quality of the performances are are the same they they have the same expectations and the same standards however the reality is you're asking someone to go and work on a ship for a year i will also say um with that playbill pro posting i almost said posting that's a word <laughs> i'm I actually looked at the breakdown of the ages and they have the Harry, Sam, and, um, oh my God, what's Ill. his other? What? Bill. Thank you. <laughs> um, their ages are a lot younger than the casting of Donna, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with the, <clears throat> with the men, sometimes it's easier to, um, to make a man look slightly older. You know, we have, it's we have, yeah. I mean, Tom, who plays Harry uh, in our cast, he he puts talcum powder in his hair. Mm -hmm. You know, makes him grayer, and and you know, we we can grow our beards. You know, I you know, I grow my beard a little bit to make myself. I mean, uh, I I'm not when I auditioned for it. I think the casting was something like thirty eight plus. I think it was something around that age, um, which is which is the you know, Sophie is a twenty year old girl who, who's supposed to be one of the is, is the daughter of one of the dads and you uh you met donna when you were in your late teens um very early you know, early 20s so yes the casting is supposed to be around late 30s 40s um i'm 34 almost 35 
well, not almost next year. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm aging myself now. I'm not not almost. I just like throw up in my mouth because I'm older than you. <laughs> it's fine. I'm closer to. Than what you are. what is what is incredibly uh, fascinating is that um, the girl that plays Donna, who is a fantastic girl and a really good friend of mine, Oriel, and she's a very good Donna. I really liked her uh, interpretation great. of Winner Takes It All. Yes. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great, and do you know what? It's one, I, I do um, meetings with some of the guests each week uh, at a Q and a session. And, and uh, <clears throat> one of the questions that I get asked most is that, you know, what's your favorite part of the show and what, you know, what do you love? What's your favorite scene or favorite songs? And, and uh, I think a lot of them expect me to say one of the songs I sing or one of the scenes that I'm kind of in. And honestly, my favorite scene is watching Oriole sing Winner Takes It All. I mean, I am on stage during it, but I don't, yeah. I don't speak or anything like that. But what's I that, just get that thing that you have a front row seat to her performance every night. Yeah, it really is. And she's singing to me. You know, the whole song is her singing to 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 Sam. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing. It, it's phenomenal. She's flawless. She's flawless. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I've worked with her with years now on different jobs as well. Um, and she's flawless. Yeah. in her ability to always convey the right feelings and messages and and you know it, it makes it makes acting very easy when you're with someone like Oriol because I don't have to act she really does make me feel guilty for something I that I haven't done <laughs> as a Chad so yeah. but it does make me feel guilty and and, uh, and you know it, it's a, it's a privilege to share a stage with her but she's only 28. Really? Yeah yeah. No, she's have she's fully aware. She has a very mature look about her in the sense that she's very youthful, but mm -hmm. she also has this, she just looks like this incredibly good yummy mummy kind of like, like she could play a, a late 30 year old that has really looked after herself, that has lived on a Greek island mm -hmm. um, for her whole life. And has just, you know, has been eating fresh fish and olives every day and, She's just got this, and and she it works on stage. When I when I discovered how young she was, I thought I can't believe, mm -hmm. I can't believe how how you how that works. Like your maturity is great with it, you know. Um, but that also comes back in line with with trying to get somebody to work on a ship of a to, uh, of a certain age. Yeah. You know, there is, you know, a lot of people have commitments. You know, a lot of people will have families. Forty year olds will will have family and. Or, or commitments at home um and so when you're casting for a show like this on a ship there has to be some kind of artistic uh license with the age of who you're you're hiring because there isn't going to be as as many people who are in their 40s who mm -hmm. want to play donna on a ship for a year that's a long time to to give up your give up your life you know i also think and this might sound very mean and horrible um I also think that people who are seeing the show you know you have people from you have people pretty much from like all over the world taking cruises and you know even when Mamma Mia was on Broadway I learned how to say 25 in Spanish because of all of the people from like who were Spanish speaking yeah. coming to see Mamma Mia you know and I think on Broadway it's one thing but when you also like it comes to touring too like people aren't going to care you know, they're there to see the show and enjoy it. And it's like, oh, this 28 year old is playing, you know, a late thirties, early 40 year old person. They're going to believe it because that's yeah. what the person is playing. You know, you don't and, have and, like and theater nerdy people like me 
constantly seeing shows on a cruise ship. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. Is that actually you know the the beauty of of being a performer is that you know we we create a story and you know and I remember seeing one of my first shows I ever saw was a, a musical called Blood Brothers. This is a, a Willie Russell show. Well, I mean, th that's an adult playing a seven-year-old. Yeah. It's so weird you, you know, mentioned that. Like, older. nobody ever mentions Blood Brothers ever. And I saw that on Broadway. I think that was my second show I ever saw with the Cassidy brothers. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. David yeah. Cassidy and whatever his brother's name is. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's one of my favorite musicals. It's the first one I kind of watched and I, and I thought, you know, in, in the UK, it's very... Um, it's almost like a staple diet for all schools. Like yeah. part of your education is you go to watch Blood Brothers. Um, and so, you know, it's one of the first things I saw. And, and But there you believe that this guy that's probably 30 yeah. is playing a seven-year-old. Yeah. You know he's probably, you know he's not a seven-year-old, but that's the beauty yeah. of theatre is that you believe this. You go and see Matilda. You know that these some of these people in the ensemble are not 10-year-old people. They are mid their mid-20s or 30s. But mm -hmm. well, you believe that because that's what you're told. And that's the that's the the fantasy that you you live when you watch. So really it's it's great with with Oriel as well. Obviously, you know, there are tricks we do, there's certain makeup things we do just to age us all a little bit. I style my hair slightly different. Tom puts talcum powder in. You know, we grow our beards for the dads that the, the dynamos might add a few wrinkles here and there with makeup. So there are things that we do to add it up. But, you know, overall, we're actually a fairly youngish cast. Uh, you know, I mean, the eldest is 38, which is Tom and, and, and uh, JP, who play the other two dads. So they are kind of in the bracket now of actually being old enough to play their dads. But they still look quite young for a 38 year olds. Mm -hmm. um, so that Caribbean so, but, sun, I'm telling you. Sorry? The Caribbean sun. <laughs> it's the Caribbean sun. Honestly, Caribbean sun. it is. I'm actually, no. I'm actually, I'm flaking today. I was in the, oh, in the Bahamas. I, I can't day. even tell. Oh, <laughs> I was in the Bahamas. I'm flaking. My life is so hard. I was, Sorry, it, guys. It, it, was a, it was a horrible day. I, I spent it at a water park. It was awful. Oh, uh, your life, Chad, is just so hard. Know, Living your dream in the Caribbean. Traveling the world, performing. Listen, when I was in Cozumel, I did a, what is it? Mixology class. I live. Oh yeah. Life. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I by myself. It was amazing. You know, one of the, the problem, one of the problems, well, I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a nice problem to have, but it, but it's still a problem is, you know, we're lucky that uh, as crew, you know, we don't pay for food I and mean, we have our own crew mess in uh, um, deck, down on deck two with the fishes um, so we have a big kind of buffet section, a bit like how you had the Windjammer, which is like the, the buffet section on the ship. Um, so we have that, and that's open 23 hours a day. Um, so there's always food for you to have. But obviously we can, uh, as the cast, we have the guest privileges. We can eat in the guest restaurants and the guest buffet. And uh, it's all fantastic. But the problem is, is that when you, you come on a cruise, as you, you will have known, you know, the food is very indulgent. It's all you know, cakes and all things that, you know, you should really probably shouldn't, you wouldn't normally necessarily eat at home. Um, but you do because you're on, you're on vacation and you're having a great time. But when you live here mm. and I mean, they obviously have a lot of healthy food as well, but when you're getting yeah. your chicken breast and broccoli and then you walk past the double chocolate fudge cake, it's very difficult. You have to have a lot of willpower to go. I'm not going to have that today because yeah. I had three pieces yesterday. I'm not going to have some today again. Yeah. And for the first couple of weeks on board, you do, you treat yourself. You're going, oh, well, I'm going to do this because I, I haven't, oh, I've never tried this. I've never tried that. Mm -hmm. But then we're six months into it and I'm still 
convincing myself that, oh, I haven't tried this chocolate cake before, even though I had two slices yesterday. And let me try it again. Maybe it might be different. Well, I'm sure <laughs> you have access to the gym, you know. We do. We do. And, and it is in our contract. We have to go. Uh, we have to do an hour's, uh, hour's gym session a day. It doesn't oh, have to I be would, on the same every day, but we have to do it at least I an hour a day. I would hate that. I like I physically hate working out. I get very angered when they're like, someone's like, you need to go to the gym and work out. And I'm like, I am so angry right now. <laughs> I only work out so I can eat. That's that's how you know I, what? I feel my- like a lot of people do. I just walk around the city. Well, I not to like bring a pair of styles again, but my I'm like a 20-something minute walk to like Madison Square Garden because I was stuck in my apartment for days. I was finally able to escape and I walked to and from Madison Square Garden. And I felt like my legs were about to die right, because yeah. I haven't walked in so long. But yeah, I'm a big walker, though. That's yeah, I mean, me too. I, I, I love a good I love a good walk. You know, um, I, I get lost sometimes, you know, you just kind of win your mind. You're just walking. And before you know it, you've done, mm-hmm. you know, three miles somewhere and you're like, oh, I've got to turn back and come, you know. But um, well, it's funny, too, because you live in London, right? Yes. Yeah. Or like you're living on a cruise ship right now. So my friend and I went five years ago and somebody's like, yeah, London's a great walking city. It's not. It's very like oh, widespread. No. I mean, we still walked a majority of places because we're like, we're New Yorkers. We oh. can walk anywhere. But I catch like the few. Just the subway, 20,000 yeah. steps. And yeah, I mean, we definitely got our steps in, but it was like, this is not a walking city. They like last time I last time I was in New York, which was 2018, I believe I did a I was doing a little tour around around America and I, I did New York and I was in New York for three days. And I, you know, I'm fortunate enough. I've been to New York a few times. I mm-hmm. um, love it. And I could move there at a heartbeat. Um, maybe you'll get thought, a show. You don't know. No, I mean, maybe, maybe it's, it's new. Agent, like right, a movie right, or a TV right, show yeah. here. You don't know what's going to happen with your new agent. No idea. Maybe they'll bring Mamma Mia back. You know, I might be the right age then. <laughs> Phantom is closing. They need he's closing. Yeah. That's that was a shock, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I'm not like an obsessive phantom fan like my mom and my sister are, but it's very surprising. And I'm like, what are the out-of-towners gonna see now? Cause for six and a half years before the pandemic, I worked as a concierge. I say that term loosely, it was a salesperson. Um, because we would like sell tours and theater shows and they really liked me because I know my Broadway stuff and I'm very good at picking up Broadway shows for people and I can sell tickets to things. But, yeah. you know, it's you have people who are from different parts of America or like different countries and there's only so many shows you can send them to and one of them was yeah. Phantom. Yeah. And so, and so, but I'm surprised that it, that it, yeah. it's not maintaining that anymore you know because it is the one that everyone's the long broadway's longest running show i believe isn't yeah it? i think it's going to be 35 years but you know listen you never know what's going to happen this could end up like upping its ticket pricing and then it could extend its closing you know that it's happened before with shows so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it probably will because people will rush to go and see it so it will 100 it will, it will it, so and I who mean, knows we'll be talking about it in another 35 years yeah i mean listen it's still in the uk so it is still going in the UK. Yeah, it is still going in the UK. Um, I actually it, stayed across yeah. the street from the theater when I was in London. So we actually oh, saw yeah? like our hotel window. We didn't see it. We ended up so like our hotel with like the theater. Hold on. We saw the Haymarket. We were at the Haymarket Theater. Yeah. So it was lit. Our hotel was literally like, oh, the door, make a right, another right. Oh, there's a theater. So yeah, that's yeah. great. I mean, that's that's you can't get much more 
central than that, to be fair. Yeah, and it was also a really great hotel too, but... I performed at Her Majesty's, which is where Phantom is. Aren't they changing it to His Majesty's? They will be, yeah. They will be changing it there. Which I do still kind of feel... Well, I suppose it was. It, it's the the theatre is for the 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 crown as opposed to dedicated to the queen. So it's not the queen's theatre, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Uh, a lot of things are changing, obviously, in the UK now. With uh, you know, we're, we're having to. I I have a bunch of coins still from when I went to London with her face on it. I'm like, I'm not getting rid of those. I'm keeping them. Um, yeah, keep them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. I don't have any. I've told all my family keep because obviously I've been. Yeah, here. I'll tell you what. If and when you come back to New York, yeah, you, I can get. I will you. give you a coin with the Queen's face on it. I but have literally in a shot glass right now. It's an it's on my like bookshelf that's mostly covered with candles, <laughs> and I can like. Right. I don't. I think. I, uh, yeah, I don't have anything. I, I I got rid of all my UK cash when I came here, and uh, didn't expect this to happen. But well, I mean, it's not. It's not a huge surprise she was well it's interesting too because when it happened you know a lot of the news reports were saying like you know 96 it's you know we didn't expect it to happen but she was 96 but you know at the same time like her mother lived to be 100 and something and yeah, you know like you weirdly thought like the queen would I never thought she's going to be in it forever yeah yeah you just yeah. don't feel never going to go yeah and then but, uh, I just immediately thought about that play King Charles the third did you ever yeah. hear about oh, yeah. Did you did you see this play or do you know about no, it? No, no, no I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah, I never. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like if it's like Macbeth mixed with King Lear, and it's mm. pretty much about what happens when King Charles becomes king, and right. there's like something they want him to sign, but he like wants to look into it more, and it's it's a very it was really good. Intense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like ruin right. what happens. Yeah, but... yeah, don't. I might see it. Yeah, yeah, don't. Well, I don't. It. I mean, they know they turned it into like a TV movie. TV. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I. That's where I'm. I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it, it. Yeah, I think the cast is the same except for the person who plays Kate Middleton and the guy who plays King Charles sadly passed away. But um, yeah, I think it's the same cast. Wow. Again, with the exception of and the guy who yeah. plays Prince Harry is doing that show Windsor. In the UK, that's oh yes, 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 from Perry on that. So I was uh, like, okay. what a great thing for this guy. Yeah. I think yeah, I literally talked about this the other day with Samuel Barnett. Sorry, it's not to name yeah. drop or anything. <laughs> who I had on my podcast, but that's okay. You can pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Samuel <laughs> Barnett was on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Was yeah. freaking out. So yeah. Anyway, um. Do you still like aspire to perform on the West End, or do you think now with all of your years of performing, your kind of your trajectory of like where your career or what you want has changed? Yeah, I think uh, it's a good question. I think, I mean, I I performed at the Royal Albert Hall uh, a few times, which technically is the West End. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it, well, it is the West End, but it's it's not uh, necessarily a theatre, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a f- fantastic like, experience. I understand. It's like Radio City. They think it's a Broadway theatre. Yes. It's not. Yeah, it's it's basically kind of like that. It's kind of like a, a Radio City. I mean, it's a phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I, I was incredibly lucky to perform there yeah. in itself. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no um, argument that it that it it wasn't an amazing that it's not an amazing venue it is it's a fantastic venue and I was very lucky and I did chess in concert there 
Oh, uh, wow. That with the. Uh, it was with the Dina Menzel and. Oh, uh, okay. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. Yeah, correct. Yes, yeah. That was. Yeah. I was that was that was two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, I think something like that. So, so, so when you were still in school, yeah. So I got it. It was so it was a, it was a it was a paid job. So I got it as as a as an extra job kind of thing. But yeah, it was great. They came to audition us at school and mm-hmm. said, "Look, we need some people to do this thing and uh, this concert." And yeah, I I did that then, so which was phenomenal. And then subsequent to that, I then became friends with. Uh, the director and a few of the producers and and they used me for other shows as well Uh, I did a show with Brian May from Queen um, there at the Royal Albert Hall and we did I did some other other concerts there which Mm. was great so that so that side of it is like what were they do pops right or like like a pops I think it's called they do like I know they did Kiss Me Kate in Oklahoma oh yes they did yes yeah yeah this so they they only started doing that recently in the in the last few years. Really, they did um, guys and dolls there as well. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember actually. Actually, I do know who's in guys and dolls, but I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so I think there is for me. I would still like to tick off a West End theatre. Mm-hmm. I would still like to tick that off. You know, I've been very fortunate. I've worked every year that I've graduated, and I've done some really great jobs, and I've travelled the world. And I've done some not so great jobs and, you know, um, been performing in some very sketchy places. Um, I think so, as every actor has. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for the jobs I've done and, and, you know, the life I've, I've had with performing. And for me, uh, you know, travel is a big part of my life. I, I love to, I love to travel. I love to meet new people. I love to meet new cultures and see different parts of the world. And, you know, cruising does offer that, a lot for me um you know i get i get to see ports that i will play you know countries or or places that i would never go on holiday i'd never go on a vacation there um and so that's that's great but there is still a box that needs to be ticked with with the west end and for me you know i'm i'm as you probably would have seen on stage you know i'm a tall guy i'm six foot four when i was in my younger days when i graduated even though i worked and i was very lucky that i did do some nice jobs um, my casting bracket was very difficult. You know, I'm, I, I stand out from the crowd. I'm a tall guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't blend into a nice ensemble line. You know, it's not, uh, it's not the, you know, and I wasn't um, a dancer, like I said, to begin with. So, you know, I was not really ensemble material for a lot of things. Um, and now I'm starting to get a bit older and a few more wrinkles. You know, my casting bracket has opened up a lot more now. And, and I think there's going to be a lot more windows for me to, pursue with more mature roles mm-hmm. um so i'm hoping that that will that will give me that chance just to tick that west end theater mm-hmm. box off but if it doesn't happen then I, i'm i'm also fine with it because i'm very happy with with the career i've had and uh and also you know i mean we do we do this job for for love but we also do it for money you know it's, it's a job at the end of the day and we do it to, to earn money and and to be fair you know you in general you earn more money on a ship than you would do on a broadway or west end theater you know so so that side of it always helps as well it always you know I'm, you know trying to buy a house in london is incredibly difficult so if you can get a job that you're very fortunate to be on a, on, you know on a nice wage um then obviously that's going to help me achieve that goal as well so cruising is 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 good for that but the the, the cons of it is that you are away from your friends and family for a, up to a year Mm-hmm. And that is that is difficult, and that's not for everybody. And that can, 
you know, that can, that can be challenging. Could you have like friends and family like stay on the cruise with you? Yes. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the features, so the, the, the principles in the show, um, mm. we are very fortunate that we get 90 days of guest travel. Oh, wow. In our so we get three months of, of a guest coming on board and they can stay for the 90 days if they so wish. Um, or they, you can have different people on. You, you have 90 days of bringing anybody on and, and you can sign them on. They, they will stay in your cabin. So I have a double bed here and then I have a pull down uh, bed just behind me. And, uh, you know, so you can, you know, if it's not, if it's just a friend that you don't want to share the bed with, you know, you can have the pull down bed, you, they can sleep on that. And yeah, so we're very fortunate that you can do that. And I've had, you know, I've had a friend come out. I've got another friend coming in December. I think he's going to come for Christmas, which is great. Um, so yeah, we kind of like in that respect, we are, we're looked after quite well, you know, um, but still it can be difficult when things happen. You know, if there's, if there's an emergency at home, if there's, or if, if even if it's not an emergency, if it's just that someone's not well or or there's been, you know, an incident or something's happened, you know, it's very difficult to, and you can get home. The ship are very good. If I had to get home today, I could leave the ship today and fly home. You know, I would have to pay for my own flights, but I can get home. You're not, you're not trapped um, on the ship, but it's just difficult when you're not there with, with family and friends and you, you see a lot of your friends go and do the things that you miss uh, you know, that can be difficult for a lot of people. But at the same time, they're also looking at your life mm-hmm. and seeing you at a beach every day or a water park in the Bahamas. Well, you post and- very, like, fun photos of yourself, like, hey, I'm here. So Yeah, well, I, I for me, I'm, I'm all about, I think if you, you know, social media and Instagram mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, I think it's all, you know, it should be, you know, fun. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, you know, I think people are on that, they're they're probably trying to get away from their re- reality of, or they're on a break from work or something like that. And that if they're looking at my page, then, you know, it's just got to be not to make anyone jealous, but it's just got to be, Hey, look, we're having fun here. You know, I don't, I, it's very rare. I post anything ever political on any type of social media, but I understand that completely. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, for me, I just, yeah, I stay away. I I'm, I'm quite a private person in, um, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really post many things on Facebook or, you know, Instagram I use occasionally and I just post where I am. Yeah. Have a, have a you know, a nice sunny day on a beach. But, um, but yeah, I try to try to keep my head low with stuff. You know, it's, it can be a very dangerous world on social media. So you think social media plays a part in, I mean, I don't know necessarily what it's like in the UK with this, but do you think social media plays a part in getting cast in something? I, I definitely think, yeah, I hundred percent think now. I think it's a different world to when we graduated, you know, it's, it's kind of, I mean, that didn't exist then in 2009, you know, we had Facebook, but I, we didn't really even have excellent Wi-Fi then. I think it was, you had to go to a cafe. I don't think, I don't think I had Wi-Fi in my house. Uh, that, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I'm not, I mean, it existed, but it wasn't, you know, social media wasn't the same then. And, and I think now it's very, very easy for anybody unless you're you know on private or something but it's very easy for any casting director or or producer to look at your life through through instagram and and um and see what you can kind of get a picture of what that person is you know and i think that does affect you for the for good or for bad it can it will affect your casting you know it's it's not going to whether whether it should or it shouldn't is a different conversation but it definitely it definitely will 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no stopping a producer or a director or a casting director to go through your profiles and see what kind of person is. And if, you know, if, if you're portraying some kind of lifestyle that they don't think is right for their show, then yeah, it is going to affect you. Yeah. Um, I probably should be, I mean, I don't think my, my social media is not, you know, a lot of people have a professional social media and I think that's a very wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have I two Instagrams. I have my private one and I have my podcast. So yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's a very wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, but mainly because I don't really, my, as you've seen on my Instagram, there's not really anything that's it's just pictures of me on a beach normally. Um, and also your Twitter, there was like a six year gap again. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I came off Twitter. Came off yeah. Twitter. Like I literally, no, I, I, there was literally like a six year gap of like, he hasn't tweeted and now he's tweeting about getting lottery tickets to a show. Yeah. That is literally all I use it for. That is, that mm-hmm. is literally all I use for because I don't, um, again, I'm, I'm quite a private person. I realize I don't, um, Twitter for me is I don't use because I have an account that I that I used to use, but I, I never tweeted anything. I, I, I I'm I'm quite a private person and and yes, it was nice to read other people's tweets and occasionally, but I never I'm not a political person on on social media or anything like that, so I won't comment on events really. And then mm-hmm. and, and all I use it for is in the London we have we have a, a program called Today Ticks. Yeah, don't we have is, that here too? Uh, Today yeah. yeah, and it's like literally like oh, if you want to get front of the queue yeah tweet that you've done this ticket so i think my whole twitter feed is just me yeah. tweeting but i think it was like for... back to the future six yes. wow i sound like such a stalker yeah, no, no it's it research guys it's research yeah, um, yeah 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 no back to the future is actually coming to new york well i'm telling you you're in you are in for a treat what an amazing show I was telling my friend last night, I was like, I don't even know what, like, cause I'm so out of the loop with, you know, not working in the hotel industry. Like I forget what's coming to Broadway. Like the only thing I'm excited about is Almost Famous, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I have yeah, a friend yeah. who's in the show making his Broadway debut. And like, every time I talk about him, I cry because I'm so excited for him. Um, I really do like he came on the podcast and I don't know if I said it on the podcast or off the podcast but I was like the day they announced it was coming to Broadway hours later I was sitting in my bed crying because I was so happy for you but I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to make it about me because it was a big moment for you anyway yeah yeah um yeah I don't like I don't even what else is coming I don't even I don't even know I mean I mean I'm not sure what's on Broadway at the moment but back to the future is is Mm -hmm is going to be that's going into i, I mean i mean very oh, technical and sweeney todd with josh groban. Oh, with josh groban yes i saw that yeah i saw that was coming mm-hmm. we've actually just got mrs doubtfire in the uk oh yeah i unfortunately missed that it's we- just it's just come to manchester and they do this in the uk we sometimes they they open a show in manchester to see how it works with the audience before it transfers to london it's like yeah. off broadway i suppose but. yeah they they do that in america they do out of town tryouts so um right, yeah. either yeah. in like seattle or chicago they just did devil wars prod in chicago which oh. apparently wasn't that good um and elton john's like the show is not ready and now he's working on some tammy faye musical Yes, be- I saw I saw a, a post of him doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be at some theater in London, and they're also doing Streetcar Named Desire with Paul Muscal, whom I love. If you've ever watched Normal People, so I haven't. No, but no. One of my best friends. It's such a her show, and I have been bothering her for two years to watch it. 
<laughs> and I said, I, I'm not a huge Jason Sudeikis fan, so I haven't watched Ted Lasso. And I said, I yeah. will watch Ted Lasso. And you know, I don't like Jason Sudeikis if you watch normal people. Yeah. He hasn't done it yet. I've been, well, I've been, t- I haven't seen Ted Lasso either. And I've, I've been crucified on, on with some of my friends because apparently Ted Lasso is amazing. So I need to. Yeah. And I, I just know I'm going to love it. And like the cast is amazing. And I just, yeah. I just, I just can't because I'm not, a f- and I'm sure he's a lovely person. And there's something about him I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel I like watch if it. I watch oh. it, I'll love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to be like, won't you watch his normal people? You should watch Why don't you watch normal people? They're, yes. they're- I need to watch both. I should watch yes. both. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Watch yeah, normal people, and then if you need a laugh after, we ha- we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of spare time on the ship, so I've got plenty of. That's one good thing about it is that we yeah. get to watch endless movies and and TV yeah. shows. What was the know? last? T- Let's just like talk about random stuff now. What was the last TV show you binge watched? Uh, last TV show I watched was uh, well, my, I have like a daytime watch that mm. I like watch during the day. It's very easy, and I'm watching for about the fifth time Modern Family. So great. I mean, standard. Um, and then the last TV that I watched was, um, oh, Only Murders in the Building. I haven't watched that yet. On Disney Plus. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. It's, again, it's, um, it, to be fair, it's quite a lot. It's, inter- it's on part. Disney Plus UK, right? Yes. Yeah. So for us, it's Hulu. Ah, right. Okay. Because there was yeah. a new show that just came out on Disney Plus called Wedding Season, Disney Plus UK. But right. it's on Hulu for us. I'm not going to tell you uh, how I have that information, but we don't we don't have Hulu in the UK. Mm. So that's not that's a that's an American thing. We don't have Hulu, so well, yeah, maybe Disney owns Hulu. So oh, is that what it is? So Disney yeah. owns Hulu, right? So that's well, because yeah. they're like, do the Disney bundle, get like ESPN and Hulu. It's like I don't watch sports. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, Disney owned everything now. So listen, I also watched, last night. I watched The Gray Man, which is a fantastic. Okay. Oh, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, on Netflix. I, mean, I watched the newest episode of the premiere episode of British Bake Off, and it was the best. The world needs British Bake Off and Queer Eye. I'm convinced. And that's, <laughs> it's like, huge. It's huge in the world, isn't it? The Bake Off. Yeah. Because they're just so lovely and they're baking. And it's like so different yeah. from like any baking American competition because yeah. you just like you love everybody. I'm British yeah, and they're just like, oh, I'm baking a cake. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it, it's very, there's there's no, um, there's no, it's all positive there, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you're- Even like, it, yeah, even, I'm sorry, I'm talking over you. Um, no, but even when they're being negative, they're being so nice about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constructive criticism. Yes, but with the smile and a cheeky, yeah. com- you know, comment from a one of the, one of the hosts yeah matt lucas i think and uh yeah he lost a lot of weight too yeah he has yeah, yeah. i think really and Noel, Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding, yeah. i think it none of that yeah yeah i haven't actually watched it i haven't watched it for a couple of seasons actually being away um i always feel like i can catch up on british tv when i get back oh but i'm uh, so behind on call the midwife if we're oh uh, see i've never watched that that's not my kind of thing but but i again it's very popular listen you could be I can see you on it. You're British, and I could do that. I could do it. I could do yeah. it. Look, this is my agent. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? 
Exactly. You can be like, my wife is pregnant and then something happens and like either somebody dies or they don't. Cause that usually happens once an episode. <laughs> like, here you go. You never know. You never know where it is. Maybe my TV and film career is going to, uh, going to explode in 2023. Listen, you know, you are playing an alien in the, uh, uh, yeah, in the new Marvel movie, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure you'll be able to. Uh, you might be able to recognize me. I mean, or just like DM me a photo so I know what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like, so when it comes guys, out, yeah, it's literally yeah. just like DMing Chad to come onto my podcast and just like <laughs> scheduling when it could happen. That's like yeah. the end of it. But I, no, sh- I showed my. I remember showing my mom a picture of of me and in, in, with the makeup, and she she was like, "Who's this?" I said, like, "That's yeah. me." Like, no, that's not you. It's a, uh, yeah. So there's this British competition series that's on Netflix called Glow Up, which is about makeup artists, or they call them MUAs. And right. so this past season, they did prosthetics for the aliens on Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Which I will admit, I didn't even know was a thing on Doctor Who because I never watched it. So when you said alien, I immediately thought of that episode. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it probably is not far off. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, the, 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 yeah, the MUAs on, on the Disney movie were, were great, lovely to work with. And yeah. you are there for about four hours in a chair at, at about 3 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, it is, it's intense and bless them. I mean, I go to sleep, you know, I close my eyes and have a little snap, but they're yeah. there for four hours putting on yeah. things for you. I mean, just, just working for Disney itself was an experience because, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, um, <clears throat> money expared expert that's not what i would uh there's no, no money spared. yeah no money no money, spared. Spared. No yeah. money, money yeah see now no i'm sorry yeah we get yeah. it we, we yeah, understand you know I mean. yeah. yeah i'm also like a huge disney fan so i love going down and i was going to go down in november i canceled the trip so i'm trying to convince my friends to go down in january it's like you know maybe we'll go down for my birthday and i told my friend i'm like when we go down these are the parks i go to and this is the order yeah. And I'm going to take you to these restaurants and I'm going to get a henna tattoo in Morocco and it's going to be great. And maybe we'll drink around the countries and we're going to start in Canada and not in Mexico. And there's a huge debate about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brilliant. I mean, I love it. Yeah. But to be fair, I'd, I'd, I'd travel to Disney as much as I could as well. It's a great, mm-hmm. great place to, to visit when you can, you know. Well, I mean, I, how many, so if you're, let's talk about the cruise again, uh, cause you're in Florida right now in Miami do you yeah. guys have like a certain amount of days off where you can like actually leave Miami? Like maybe you can venture to Disney or you no, not able to do that? No, we don't. Uh, the contract is like you do, you are, even though we have days off from the shows, you are contracted uh, on the, to work every day. Um, I mean, we don't Well, no, work. I mean like not when you're like, at port when the cruise hasn't there's left never, there's never there's never enough time like I, we're only in miami on a turnaround day so when we get the new passengers or fort lauderdale yeah. actually not actually miami but um but we only have we only have like for, like today we were allowed off at about 8 39 a.m and we have to be back on board by two mm-hmm. so thank you that's for the only- to be on the podcast during that time oh that's okay you're very welcome you're very welcome um so we have to be back on board by like about two o'clock um, so we normally use, we normally just go off. I mean, to be fair, I did go to a flamingo park. Uh, oh no, flamingo. I saw it on Instagram. Don't worry. Oh yeah, yeah yes, yeah. So I went there. I went there a couple of weeks ago, which was which was a nice treat. Um, but usually a turnaround day for us, for crew anyway, is you know you go and get your groceries, which I'm I'm going to go and do in a, in a bit. I'll go and pop to Publix, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and 
and just pick up a few grocery stuff so that we can, you know, that they don't have on the ship. Something that you might like. I get like, I get some uh, soda water, flavored soda water stuff that you can't buy on the ship, and and little things like that. And um, and yeah, and then and then that's it. You do a bit of Wi-Fi, sit in a cafe, do Wi-Fi. It's funny if you if you're ever around a port on a, on a turnaround day, uh, and you walk into a cafe. I guarantee you, ninety-eight percent of that population in 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 the cafe will be work crew from a ship because we are so desperate for Wi-Fi. Yeah, we'll go we'll go to the closest place that has it. We all sit there with our laptops, all yeah. downloading new things from Netflix or catching up with people, and so the whole place is like an internet cafe, uh, yeah. and it'll happen for about two hours, and then we all disappear, and the cafe is empty again. You know, yeah. um, so that's normally what we do on our turnaround days, and then. You know, sometimes like when we're in Cozumel, um, which I believe, were you, did you do Cozumel? Yeah, that? that's where I did the Mexican mixology. Yeah, that's where, yeah. So and like I, there we have. We, I went to a Senor Frogs in Mexico, which. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Senor Frogs. Did you wear a balloon hat? No, I did not. But they gave me a sticker that said supermodel. So I was like, thanks, guys. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Who knew? They Just were working, to Mexico. They were working for their, were working for their tips. Oh, thanks, Chad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I bought a pair of like $45 like knockoff Louis Vuitton glasses too. And like I sent the photo to my family and my dad's like, you look like a starlet. I said, thanks. I got them for $45 in Cozumel. Um, but no, yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, but in Cozumel, we have, we have a lot of, we have, I mean, you normally get to Cozumel. Crew can normally get off around 8, 8.30, something like that in the morning. And then we don't have to be back on board till six. So that's like we do we do get a we get a good good day there if yeah. you if you don't have any work to do, obviously on board the ship. Um so yeah, we have a good day off and we normally go either to the mainland. Sometimes we go over to Playa de Carmen, I think it's called or something like that, which is the, the, the mainland, or we um we, you know, sometimes we hire a Jeep and mm. like a few weeks ago I hired a Jeep and went and did a little tour around there and that kind of stuff. So that's good. So there are some ports where we get most of the day off but unfortunately never enough to go to disney yeah uh, well you know what when you're done in april take a trip yeah and then well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, visit i'm actually going to come to new york actually i've got I've, I've got a lot of friends that live in new york so I'll, I'll be in new york in april next year well um, and let me know and, and i'll have my one of those coins with the queen's face on it please do please do I my will. best friend my best friend lives in uh orlando or just just north of orlando so um i do need to figure out a time to go and see him as well um or just he has the you come floor. to miami and like he can well he has to be there. fair he has he's, he's he's driven down to miami a couple of times and we've caught up but he's just bought a house there he's, he's english he's from london but he's just married an american um got his green card he knows how to do it mm-hmm. and um my friend and, yeah. scott i get it Oh yeah, yeah. So that's so he's there. So he lives there now, and um, and he gets the beautiful residence fee thing for for the parks. So he's at Disneyland every two weeks. He's there. Yeah, it's just, it's just a day out in the park for him. That you yeah. know, that's like me strolling into Central London. Yeah, or just like me going to Central Park. Yeah, so know? I mean, he. Oh, yeah. do you want to pop on the Space Mountain today or whatever? You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go. For me, so it's yeah. like going to the Met. You know, that's my happy place. I'll just like yeah. walk through the park, go to the museum, come yeah. back. It literally never, is like my happy place. Sorry. You can never be bored in uh, in New York though. You know, I've, I've been lucky to go there a few times and mm-hmm. there's always something new to see or something different. I haven't seen that. I haven't been there since, or maybe it was there, but I didn't, I didn't see it. That 
Is it like the honeycomb building? Like kind oh, of like the, the oh my god, what is it called? Is it the hex or something like that? Yeah, like, why the vessel? The vessel, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't seen know, that I don't know if you're allowed to climb it anymore because there's been a couple of suicides from it. Oh, I did climb it when it first opened and like going up higher was like really unsettling for me. So I was kind of like white knuckling the railing the whole time. And I was like, I need to go back down. And it was so windy, but it was, it was cool. It's cool to look at, you know, yeah. And it's also, you know, one of those, like, let me post a photo of this. Like I'm here, I'll post it on Instagram and yeah, 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 yeah. hundred percent. But no, it's a cool thing to check out. And I mean, God, I'm going to be like, when you come to New York, check out the High Line. It's really cool. It's in the High Line. Yeah. It's in the uh, High Line, I, yeah. yeah. I think they're extending it to somewhere. I think to like towards Penn Station, I think they're extending it. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't know the last time you were in New York, so I don't know what else you've missed. Uh, but... it, was, it was 2018, so I'm not sure if there's anything. I mean, I've, I've, I think I've probably done most of the things, but there's always something that just even if, like Central Park. I haven't done all of Central Park. You know, yeah. there's... It's huge. You know, I've done the main, the the touristy bit, but. Yeah, I love, I mean, I, not to like brag or anything, but I am like a five minute walk to the park. So I, I know like part of parts of the park fairly well. And there's a really great walk on the bridal path that like ends up taking you to the Jackie Onassis Reservoir and everything. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Very lucky. My friend lives in, uh, I think it's Washington. Washington Heights. Yeah. I think it's Washington Heights, I think. Washington Square Park is it like high up on the island it's uh it's not it's not super high but it is it is fairly high yeah it's fairly high up but it's not it's not it's not too far from the north of Central Park do you know what I mean like yeah Washington Heights is that how Washington Heights yeah I think, yeah, I think that's west yeah 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 or oh yeah I'm trying to think of a address maybe was it like Columbian Avenue or something like that maybe that's a different side it's it's Columbus Avenue, not Columbia. Columbus. Sorry, I mean, but Columbia University is up that way. Oh, okay, maybe so that's right. I, there is thinking, a Columbia Avenue there Columbia. that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I could be making Wait, it. You're up. not from New York, and you haven't been no, here for four years. <laughs> you also haven't like posted any like photos with your dinosaur that you traveled around with. Oh, I know. Well, oh God, your you know, eyes just glazed over when I said that. I'm sorry. Did I bring up a bad memory? Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot him. I oh. forgot him. Yeah, so I have the my I have a little travel dinosaur that I that I, I bring around with me, and uh, I accidentally left him on my bed in London. Um, and so, and I realized as soon as I left, I was in the cab going to the airport, and I thought I've left it. I, I purposely put the dinosaur. I think I'll put that in my backpack because I'll take a picture of it at the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, do a nice little black and white photo of the airport, and, and I forgot it. So, so that that's uh, that Instagram well- account. Is- isn't there somebody quiet. who has access to where you yeah um, to be fair yes that is true to be fair i i did think about doing it and i thought no it's ridiculous but you know it's i need i need some home comforts now we're halfway through the contract so it might be to be fair i, I have a friend coming out in december so i might ask him to bring it with him yeah I mean, I don't know if you have roommates who live with you. I'm sure they can like give them access. Yeah, I can. I can figure it out. I'm sure I can get them to to send it. So yeah, so we're the, getting like yeah. very personal now. Like not to be like, so tell me about your living situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I could. De- I can definitely get. I do. I do have a roommate, and uh, and uh, I'm sure he could. He could pass that on to my friend who was coming out. So there is. There is a possibility that might that might pick up again. 
So I definitely for... think there should be a photo on the stage with like all of you in your mega mix outfits. <laughs> with yeah. your decor. Do you know it's it's weird. We have we have a weird rule. I mean, I I do I do there is actually one post of, of that I've got on there. Um but we part of the rule is we're not actually allowed to take any pictures of of the costume or any set, even though we have plenty because because guests take them guests record and take pictures yeah it's uh, funny because they announced that and i still took two photos during the mega mix because i was like if they can do it on broadway everybody, does. I didn't everybody does. well no, with, yeah so with broadway they're very like you can't take photos you can't take video but during the mega mix they allowed it because for them they figured it would be free pu publicity yeah 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 so and it kind of is it kind of is i think i think it does that does work i think the one thing that they've got is that obviously you've seen the show, you know, the, the dads appear in the mega mix and there's a surprise, you know, that kind of thing of like, oh, wow, the dads are here uh, and in and, and a certain costume. And, and they they tried to keep that under wraps to keep that secret. But if anyone's seen the movie Mamma Mia or uh, know anything about it, then you know what's you know what's going to happen anyway. So um, are you allowed to talk about your feelings about the movie? About the movie? Um, I mean, I've only seen the movie. I think I've seen the movie twice. Um, the movie is, you know, I had a, a, one of my favorite comments from somebody on the ship was she came up to me and, uh, she, she was maybe in her fifties, maybe sixties. And she had a daughter with her. who was probably in her early twenties, a very beautiful girl. She's sitting at the table and her mom came over to me and said, I'm really sorry. My, my daughter's really shy. And I thought, Oh, maybe, maybe she wants a picture or she wants to say something. And, um, and she went, my daughter's really shy, but she wants to let you know that, um, she she doesn't think you're as good looking as Piers Brosnan, but um, you do sound better than him. And I was just standing there thinking, oh wow, like it was like like a, took my breath, like the dagger in my heart that was I was thought thought that a compliment was coming my way, and she gave me this backhanded compliment of you're not as good looking as Piers Brosnan, which is absolutely fair. I'm I'm not attempting to be as good looking as Piers Brosnan. But I do sound better than him, which isn't a compliment because, you know, a, a, a dying cat would probably sound better than Pierce Brosnan in the movie. And I, I like Pierce Brosnan, he's, you know, not that I know him, but I mean, as in, uh, you know, I like him as an actor, you know, I was a big James Bond fan. But, you know, he can't sing and uh, and that's just a given. So for someone to say you sound better than him isn't really a compliment, because if I didn't sound better than him, then there is there's seriously uh i've been seriously miscast you know um but to lead with you're not as good looking as him that was the first thing that she said so i didn't really know where to where to go with that not that i was expecting someone to say you're good looking but i just it just put me on a back foot i didn't really know so i just kind of nodded and said well well tell your daughter thank you very much for that beautiful compliment yeah, and I, yeah, and I, and I and I went on my. I, it was in the dining room, so I had a plate full of food. It was in the which room? It was it was in the dining in the in the windjammer with the buffet. Yeah, so I'm just there stuffing my plate with you know three chocolate cakes yeah. as, as standard, and uh, you know she just comes up to me, and so then I was like, well, thank thank you for that. Those I words. went to see Mama Mia because Dominic Cooper was in it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm for if you've listened to the podcast and this is for the people who have not including you um I'm a huge fan of the history boys that's why having like Samuel Barnett come on was like a big thing for me and so when Dominic Cooper was in this movie I'm like I'm gonna watch him topless in a movie it'll be great and some like random dude 
there's like plenty of seats in the movie theater. I'm by myself. Some random guy is like, oh, is this seat taken? I'm like, no, it's fine. Some random guy just sits next to me at the movie and is talking to me in the movie. Like, oh, when these guys, like when Sophie was born, these guys were like 50 and just like making comments to me. And I'm like, sir, I don't know you and you're ruining this moment for me. And then need he- to see Dominic Cooper topless. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, it was great. But I just remember him asking me if I if I've seen the show and I said yeah and then he asked if you find out who the dad is and I said no you don't um but that was my movie experience with it but um I do remember it's coming back to me now when we sold we sold the the DVD at the show uh, I think there was also there was like a special edition that if you like hit the box it played music and it lit up and yeah. that's the reason they did the sequel because it was such a huge international hit. I mean, it has. I mean, I, I think I think the movie is 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 super has been super successful. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's, I've only seen. I saw it once in the cinema. My my cinema experience was, I actually I was dating a girl at the time. That, and you didn't have some random guy sit next to you asking you questions. No, no, I didn't actually. No, do you know what? I was very lucky that. The the girl I recently started dating, I've only been dating her maybe a maybe a month or something like that. And uh, before her, she weird connection. Talking about what earlier on was she used to date Andrew Lloyd Webber's son, mm. and uh, which I had never. I, I've met Andrew Lloyd Webber a few times, but I'd, I'd never met his son. But she used to date him, and when the film came out, um, it opened in Leicester Square in our big, you know. Our, our, big um cinema kind of movie called the Odeon and um she had VIP tickets with uh that that he'd got her but mm-hmm. then they broke up and then we started dating like a couple of weeks later and we'd only been dating a couple of weeks and then she took me to the VIP so I'm walking this red carpet with all these people with this girl that I'd only just started dating mm-hmm. um and it was a I mean, it was a great experience for a movie that I actually wasn't really that bothered about I, I wasn't I mean, I love ABBA. I think ABBA are amazing, but I wasn't really that. But I thought, man, it's not kind of my vibe. This is, I like die hard. You know, I'm a, I'm an action. I'm, yeah, I'm not really that bothered about, even though I love musical theatre, I was like, I'm not really bothered about, you know. You had James people. Bond in it. I mean, come on. Well, that was what, that's what sold it to me, if I'm honest. You had that's one of I'm the Kingsmen in the movie. I mean. Well, yes, it did. It did. But Kingsman wasn't out then at the time. It's true. And so I didn't, I didn't. The prequel that they just did. I'm trying to think. Oh, of it's, it. yeah, it's, yeah, it's called The Kingsman. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's yes, right. But I, but I loved it. I saw the movie. I was like, it's really good. Yes, Pierce Brosnan can't really sing in it, but I was like, no, it's a, it's a really good movie. And then, and then I still hadn't seen the musical for Mamma Mia, um, and so then I, a few years later, I had friends that were in the UK tour, and again, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll go and see them, see my mates in it, and. Um, you know, I, again, I, it wasn't a musical that I necessarily had to go and see. It wasn't something that was on, on the top of my list to watch Mamma Mia. But I watched it and I, it was brilliant. And I, like at the end of the mega mix, it's the same as everybody else is that what what I see now every night when we do it. Mm-hmm. I was on my feet. I had, you know, my camera. I was loving life. I thought this yeah. is amazing. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. It's such a fun musical. And you everybody knows the songs, whether or not you like musicals or not you yeah. you know the songs of abba uh you know you're aware of them you've sung them at every wedding or every event at some point i was you know. walking down ninth avenue and somebody was playing gimme gimme and i was dancing and singing to that down ninth avenue last night in hell's kitchen so you know 
and that's and it's like you know the music even if you're not a fan of musicals so much you know you can the the story is easy to follow you know it's it's a very simple story yeah. um there's lots of laughs in it there's great music there's great costumes and choreography and it it's just such a feel good show and i don't think i've met anybody that that has left mamma mia yeah sad or or like angry or or, or feeling any kind of negativity you know i i would always say about the show it's just mindless fun you know i one of the years I was working there, something happened with a family member. They got, they got very sick and, you know, it was kind of like, I was at Mamma Mia when it was like all happening. And luckily like the merch was like a family and it just like, it was kind of kismic that like, I was at that place at that like yeah. show that night. I mean, I got to leave early because I was like a mess, but. But uh, it'd be better than if you were at Lemmy's or, or, you know, you know, and I love Lemmy's. Yeah. And I love Lemmy's. It's one of my favorites, but it, you know, Have it's you not. Have you ever auditioned for Lemmy's? Yes. I, I auditioned for it uh, quite a few times. I actually got down to um, the round just before the finals. I got down for, for a student, but um, again, it's the same what I said before. I was I, in my younger days. I was just a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just oh. wasn't. I did, yeah. I was a bit too. Well, Lemmy's wasn't too bad with the tour but I didn't I I was too tall to play a student mm-hmm. but I was too young looking to play an adult mm-hmm. so I was in this weird casting bracket where you know I didn't they didn't really but I I actually my one of my auditions I, I auditioned twice for Lemmy's and uh I can't remember if it's the first or second time I auditioned for them but uh I started singing stars from um from Mano La Mancha and I start, and it's like to dream. I'm oh, sorry, not not uh, not stars. Uh, to dream the impossible dream. Sorry. Yeah, because I was like, stars is lame is. Yes. Yeah. No. Sorry. I sang stars afterwards. Stars was the second song I had to sing, but I sang yeah. um, the impossible dream. Mm-hmm. So you know, so I started going to dream the impossible, and the, as I get into it, the door swings open. There's a, there's a panel in front of me. Uh, the door swings open, and Sir Trevor Nunn just walks through. He goes, "I'm so sorry, I'm late." stops my song halfway through and I was like oh and he's like, I'm so sorry I'm there and he comes in he sits there and he's talking to everybody he's like I'm so sorry um Chad continue so then I was like uh, um I was like can I may I start again and he's like oh yes yes of course of course of course but I was completely I was like I was just I was thrown I wasn't in it or whatever and um I'd also I mean, just like to thank you for being the first person to sing on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I like to break break down the bridges of, uh, you know. Exclusive. Chad sings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he talks about what it's like to be on a cruise ship and he even sings, you guys. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, you might you might lose some subscribers now, but... Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my rating on Apple has gone up and down, so... Yeah. Well, you just wait. Once you put my name on there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to oh, explode. I can't Listen, wait yeah. for you guys, for you to like <laughs> repost this on social and be like, guys... Guys, honestly, sing <laughs> on the podcast. Not a full song. No, two lines. Man of La Mancha. <laughs> but yeah, then then I and I sang stars afterwards. But no, I didn't. I didn't get it. But also, I was going. I again, I was going for a student, so it was. It wasn't. Lemmy's is definitely uh, on my to do list. Mm-hmm. It was the first West End show I saw. We'll talk about uh, it because I do ask about dream roles, so don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that is pretty much. Do you see yourself more as a Jean Valjean or Javert? I, I always wanted to be Jean Valjean. Always, always, always. That was it. You know, I watched the 10th anniversary uh, uh, recording at, at 
Royal Albert Hall, I think it was, um, with Colin Wilkinson and 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 that I watched that when I was a child and and I was obsessed with it. I was absolutely obsessed with it. I, I watched it every week without fail. Every weekend I'd watch that, and I just wanted to be. Can Jean I ask Jean. how old you were? Because my first Broadway show was when I was five, and it was Les Mis. And ah, right. for years, I was like, "You don't take a five-year-old to see Les Mis." Yeah, no, that is a bit. I think I, I think I was eleven when okay. I when I went to Les Mis. Yeah, I think I was I eleven. Was good. To like, I, yeah. I kept saying it for years. To one point, my mom said to me, "She's like, you need to get over it. The tickets were free." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure you'd, you'd understand anything what was going on in Les Mis. It's, but uh, as a five-year-old, well, it must my be... sister is two years older than me, so she was like what, seven at the time like her still to this day like her favorite musical yeah yeah I mean it, it is, it's definitely one of mine mine is um I mean Lemmy is Book of Mormon mm-hmm. um they're, they're my probably my top two um I haven't seen Book of Mormon one day I will and it'll be great I mean well Book of Mormon is great for me because I was raised as a Mormon oh yeah oh. so so I so as a concierge, you would get tips and gifts sometimes. Um, I was gifted a Book of Mormon by a guest. Lovely, and, like an actual because like this woman came down, like these two women came down, and they were mother and daughter. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a great grandmother." I'm like, "You're a great grandmother." Like their age, they were like ageless. And I was like, how do you have a child who was old enough to be a grandmother already? And I'm assuming they were just like, we're Mormon because they wrote me a very lovely note. They were very nice, but they gifted me a a Bible. Always trying, always trying to sell you onto that. Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to bring you into it. So maybe when you come to New York in April, you can go visit the Mormon church uh, in Lincoln Square. I mean, I I kind of like got kicked out when I was eleven or twelve, I think, because because I for me I'm I'm not a religious person myself, and as much as I've got a, a lot of respect for mm-hmm. for religion and, and you know how it makes people feel, and I, I have utmost respect for that. Um, it's not for me, and it's and it, you know, and I did used to question a lot of things about mm-hmm. just religion in general. It was nothing specifically with about Mormonism. It was just religion in general. I I, I didn't really understand it, and I. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to understand it. Um, so, but yeah, so when the Book of Mormon came out, I um, I was intrigued to see what it what it was. And I saw it in, in London and it was fantastic. I thought it's very, um, I actually think the Mormon community embraced it as well. Yeah. I think they actually embraced From the, what I've heard. Mm-hmm. They embraced it because ultimately it was free publicity for them as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, that, you know, it is, and I, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of friends who, who are Mormons and they're, they're lovely and that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, Book of Mormon and Lemmy's are my, are, my, are my top two shows, I think. But yeah, five years old is probably a bit too young for Lemmy's, I would say. Yeah, but, so, and yeah. I think my second show is Blood Brothers, actually, so. Yeah, well, Blood Brothers was the first one that I saw. That was in, that was in the, that was on a UK tour and they came to a local theatre. So that was like the first professional show I ever saw when I, and that was probably when I was about eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I so growing up, I used to be, or oh, I just wanted to be Jean Valjean, and then my voice broke uh, at whatever thirteen or fourteen, and then I quickly realised that I will never be a top tenor or a tenor. You know, I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a, a Barry tenor maybe or a good baritone, um, and so then I started thinking, well, I'm never going to be able to sing those top Bs that Jean Valjean sings. So 
maybe Javert's a better bet. And then I started actually looking at the, the role of Javert. I thought, actually, this is a great character to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, I mean, if I, you know, when I get back to London, it's it's definitely going to be on, on the cards for me to audition for, for Javert. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would get Javert, but but definitely a cover or, or um, something like that would be would be great for me i think and it's, it's it's definitely a role that i would love to play mm-hmm. um that probably is my even though that probably is my dream role to be fair of, of what i would like to to play would be javert i think there's there's other parts that i think yeah I, I i would like to be in this show but i think dream roles i think javert or jean valjean if i could sing it i do want to ask before i forget um you were toothless at mm. the um, yeah, um, mostly because Kate Blanchett just knows what she's doing. You just had like a full photo shoot with Kate Blanchett on the red carpet. What was that you like? Know, this was um, I. And how did again, that job even happen? And also, you know it, how much yeah. did your body hurt after? <laughs> yeah, I um, that was that was a really um it was a fantastic kind of period in my career. I think when, you know, I did, uh, I, I, I trained in puppeteering as well. When I was, when I was training and that, I did a bit of puppeteering and. Which worked for your. Uh, which exactly worked for my dinosaur. Yeah. My Rawsome, rawsomeentertainment.co.uk. Which sounds like Rawsome. Yes. Friends. Exactly. See, I'm linking it all in. Kind of like Indiana Jones, and he's like, yeah. I'm like Indiana. Jones. Sorry, I yeah. watched a lot of Friends yeah. during the pandemic. No, no. Um, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I just, I think I just wanted to be Ross growing up. I think that was me, like this yeah. fun-loving geek kind of person. Um, but yeah, so I, so I did puppeteering, and then I did a, I did a, a, a pantomime, which is what we have in the UK. It's like a Christmas show that we we do, and it's a you know a fairy tale that we'll 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 do like a Aladdin or Cinderella and you kind of mix it up and there's a lot of comedy involved in that kind of stuff. Anyway, I did, I did one called Jack and the Beanstalk and they needed someone to play the giant. And I was, I was in the, I was in the ensemble for the show, but then they also needed someone that had puppeteering skills that could do this big giant. And it was this, uh, it was a 15 foot giant that I was inside. I was on three foot stilts um, and they had to lower the, 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 the body, the chassis over me. I had to strap it in. I had a, parachute harness linked into it all this kind of stuff and then I come out and do this, this thing and and they auditioned me and they said have you done puppeteering I hadn't done puppeteering like that but I as you do in auditions always say yes mm-hmm. yes 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 I've done that I've done that 100% I can do that no problem never done that kind of thing in my life never been on stilts before so I went to the, I went to this factory and uh, where they where they manufacture this puppet um, and I did like a couple of days training there and it was really intense and that I had to blag it because I told them that I knew what I was doing and I had no idea what I was doing mm-hmm. with this. But then, so then we, I did that and it was fine. And I, and I, I, would, I was doing this Christmas show and I got better and better. And then it became like the talk of the town. I was in the local newspaper. I was on the TV for this thing because it was the selling point for the show. And it was this, it was really impressive. It had animatronic face and movements and all this kind of stuff. It was a really great puppet. Anyway, somebody came to see that show and contacted me saying, hey, look, we work for a company that work with film companies um, who may need like puppeteering and that kind of stuff. Do you want, would you like to be on our books? And I said, yeah, okay, great. So I joined this company and then within about two weeks, I said, hey, look, DreamWorks have been in contact with us and they want someone to puppeteer Toothless, the dragon 
for all their film premieres, all their, um, any press that happens, um, would you be up for it? And I said, well, obviously, yes, of course, I'd 100% do it. So I then became toothless. There's two toothless costumes. So if, if, if you ever go on my Instagram and you see these pictures, there's two toothless costumes. There's one for America mm -hmm. and there's one for the rest of the world. So there was a guy that did it all in America, went to all the film premieres, everything like anything press related, anything like that, he would do in America. And then I got the job of doing it for the rest of the world. And um, which I actually probably argue is the better job, if I'm honest, like, you know, um, yeah. I got to travel a lot. So but it, the main reason why I got hired when I did was because um, Cannes Film Festival came out and they said we need someone to go there to do this and then I went to Germany I went to uh, Italy I did a bit more of France um, we went to South Africa at one point then I was supposed to go to China to do it but I actually got another job I couldn't do the, the China leg um, and where else we got Switzerland we did uh, Spain Barcelona um, so yeah we traveled this so I, I basically was in this costume this toothless costume and we went to the Cannes Film Festival and to this day and maybe the whole of my life, I have never been treated so well as as I was this uh, these three days we were in, we were in Cairns. I, I had access all areas. I was put up in the Carlton Hotel, which is the most famous hotel in, in, in Cairns where um, DreamWorks and, and 20th Century Fox had hired the whole hotel out. So, I was put up there at a beautiful balcony suite. Um, I worked closely with Kate Blanchett and Kit Harrington, America Ferrara, um, all the cast of, of, of DreamWorks. I had meetings with Jeffrey Katzenberg, who is the head of DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. um, and we just did three days of, of press releases stuff. And then we did it, it culminated in, in the day on the red carpet where we spent the whole day. But I mean, Kate Blanchett was amazing to work with. She's such a a beautiful lady as in aesthetically and and um her personality is so fun to be around she joked that hey look do you want to do this red carpet event i'll go into the costume you can wear my dress and i said absolutely if you want to do that kate no problem you know it was a great great experience and actually th there's a funny story actually on the on the the day we arrived and it, this is just how you know i was 20 24 i think when i did this 24 25 so not too long out of out of out of college and that kind of stuff I'm still fairly new to the industry and I was blown away like by the scale of, of what we did and we arrived in the airport flew first class we flew to Nice we got there we had a chauffeur driven car waiting for us I was sitting in this car with the executive of Fox from South Africa she was in this car so I'm already thinking I don't know what's going on here I'm, I'm like an imposter in this world mm -hmm. um and I'm sitting there, and on that day, that there was a there was a there was a cab strike, like a taxi strike, in, in the airport, and they they um, they blocked the entrance and the exit to the to the car park. So we're sitting in this in this luxury Mercedes uh, kind of limousine, waiting, and there's there's ushers, and I'm with my little entourage that I come with, and then. They said, look, we need you. We need you in Toothless in, a, in like an hour and a half. We've got to have you there because we've got doing this press stunt where we're stopping traffic and we're doing all this kind of stuff. And so we can't we can't get you out. So they called Jeffrey Katzenberg's office, uh, his assistant, and she got back in touch five minutes later with with just these words saying, um, JK is what they what 
they call him. Uh, JK said, use his helicopter. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sitting in the back of this 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 uh, Mercedes, just with the with this executive. And I'm thinking, use the helicopter. And and then and then one of the Yoshis came around and said, right, Chad, bring your bag. Uh, we're just going to get we. Jeffrey's sending his helicopter, so it's going to pick you up and it's going to drop you off on the helipad, the main helipad of Cannes. Uh, and I was just thinking, I, this can't be happening. Am I, am I actually going to arrive at Cannes Film Festival, the biggest festival in the world, in Jeffrey Katzenberg's helicopter? So this is unbelievable. It actually ended up that I didn't, which is a tragic ending to the story because, uh, and I'm still annoyed to this day, as we left the cab, and we started walking to the to the helipad. The police arrived and managed to move the the taxi uh, blockade out of the way. So they said, "Well, look, by the time the helicopters arrived, you've gone through security again. You've got on the helicopter. You've gone back out. We probably will be there in the car anyway." Now, so I ended up. It was still a lovely car, but I ended up arriving by car. But but I was so close, so close to arriving no, at one camp. day, Chad. It'll happen. I know. It's going to happen. I feel it. I was that recognize you in the Marvel movie as an alien. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And say he's got to be, he's got to arrive at Cannes Film Festival in a helicopter. In JK, you know, the initial was JK. So I was like, just kidding. No helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I tell that story sometimes. I can't believe I almost, but I did meet him. And and to be fair, to to say that he owns DreamWorks and he's one of the richest men in the world, he, he was. He was quite nice, actually, to work with. He was um, he was a nice guy. So that's yeah. And then after that, I did toothless around around Europe and uh, other countries further afield. But yeah, again, one of the best things I've ever done that. And that was all because somebody saw me do a Christmas panto. So yeah. you never know where, where you never know where jobs are going to lead. Yeah, I mean, I during the pandemic, I directed a bunch of virtual readings, and I you know, reached out and cast people because, you know, I saw them in the show and I thought they were really good and I thought they would be good for this. And hey, I saw you, Mama Mia, and I was like, come on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. You, you, never know, you never know where anything's going to lead. You know, it's, I think it's important as um, in this career, just to always, well, not always, but but say yes to a lot of things. You just don't know, you know, where mm-hmm. things are going to lead and what doors are going to open up. Yeah. You know? All right. So, Let's talk about your top going theater experiences. Do you have any? What are they? My my what, sorry? Top going theater experiences? Top going, what does that mean? Like your favorite things that you've ever seen. Oh, right, okay, right, yeah. sorry. I um, told you a homework assignment, Chad, come on. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I, I apologize, okay. sorry. It's this, it's this, this term, it's this terminology, sorry. Sorry, it, American, British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, would British, you say, yeah, top, top, theater experiences or favorite things you've ever seen or things that stick with you still yeah I mean I, I mean we we mentioned it earlier but I mean when I saw Les Mis the mm. first time that was, that was incredible you know that was that really cemented for me I was like wow this is this is what I you know I want to do and then I, re- I remember I saw the UK tour of Miss Saigon and it had Ramin Ramin Kalui. Yeah, I can't never pronounce his That's him. I always call him. He's actually, actually the man of La Mancha in New York. So when you mentioned that, I was like, that's funny. Oh, is, is, there, funny is, he, is he still doing Funny Girl at the moment? He is. I saw him in it with um, the original cast. And uh, yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. you know, he, I actually saw the Les Mis production he was in. 
I won tickets uh, and I texted my okay. mom a photo of him with his shirt ripped open. Oh, and yeah. she was like, I was like, this is who we're seeing is Jean Valjean. She goes, hello. So yeah. And that's <laughs> I, I was like, name. I'm sorry. I always forget how to pronounce his name. Every time I, every time he comes up, I'm like, oh, God, I can never, I actually did a concert. I did a concert with him once, uh, weirdly on the Mamma Mia stage on the oh. Prince of Wales Theatre, which is an incredibly raked stage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did a, we did Your a, stage isn't a, raked, so you guys are Sorry? Lucky. Your stage isn't raked, so you're lucky. Yes, yeah, 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 to be fair, yeah. Where Wicked but, is uh, New York, it's also raked too. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it, it's um, yeah, that's a weird, weird little connection. But yeah, I saw him in Miss Saigon and I thought, oh my God, I mean, he was, he was, he was still Chris, young. In his, right? He was Chris, yeah, he was Chris, yeah. But, and he was still young in his career, I think, at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, oh, he was fantastic. I mean, that, that, that memory stuck with me a lot with that one. Um, you know, and I think without, I mean, Book of Mormon is great because, like I said earlier, it's that I could identify with the whole of Book of Mormon, like the, the story of it. It was what I loved about Book of Mormon is, I, you know, I was lucky. I got front row seats. I won the lottery, actually, to, to see it. And, was that uh, through your Twitter that you won? No, that wasn't with the Twitter. That was that was with um that was I literally went to the stage door a bit like how they used to do on Broadway I think as well like go to the stage door and you literally just put your name down and then I just stood outside like the yeah the auditorium waiting and then my name was called and I got the front row sif- uh, ticket for like twenty dollars or something and uh and I remember from the moment the show started to the to the moment that curtain came down my cheek I didn't stop smiling like my cheeks were were in so much pain yeah. because I was either laughing or I was smiling there was just and I, and I, for me that is what theater is about you know it, it's it's invoking that emotion of whatever it is whether whether it's sadness or whether it's happiness or whatever you, you know I, I want to be taken away from my daily rigor of you know the, the normal routine that we have at home um and Booker Mormon did that for me in you know uh, bucket loads of that so I, I really loved that experience um I think working on chess was a great a great experience for me you know working with so many amazing performers Josh Groban and Adina Menzel and David Bedella and uh, Marty Pello from Wet 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 um working with so many and and Tim Rice was a great kind of learning curve for me as well. And learning like just watching all these, these amazing performers at the peak of their, you know, and Josh Groban, I, I mean, what the most loveliest man you could ever, you know, and at that time as well, he was like, I think he was number one in America, like for albums or something ridiculous, which I, which I couldn't fathom. Cause I was thinking, well, there's, there's surely there's bigger artists, but apparently he'd sold at that time, he'd sold the most albums in the whole of America um and there was people outside like with a tattoo on his uh, of his face on her arm wanting his signature so she could get his signature under his, under the you know it was it was crazy it was like michael jackson level wow. crazy some of these fans um so that it, was a it, great it's experience time for return to broadway so yeah yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see him you know do that well but, it's um, really funny so i don't know if you watch the american version of the office but um, no, but it is on my hard drive to watch because people have told me it's actually funnier than the British. So I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. So there's a character on the show named Andy, and Josh Groban plays his brother. And there's right. an episode where Andy is in a regional, is in like a community production of Sweeney Todd, 
And there's yeah. always like this weird competition between like him and his brother with his parents, like mostly on Andy's side. And so yeah. there's a lot of like office fans when like they announced Josh Groban is doing Sweeney, they're like, oh, you know, Andy's brother upped him again or something. <laughs> Great, fantastic. Yeah. So like when you watch The Office finally, however many seasons later, you will remember this conversation we had about it. Conversation, yeah, I am. That is on my to-do list, uh, to watch list. This yeah. contract, people have always told me it's it. Some well, some people have told me it's actually funnier than the UK. So yeah, I'm um, and I'm a big Steve Carell fan. So I'm a, I'm just a huge fan. I literally like all I do is watch The Office. It's kind of sad, but. Um, it's not the office is great it's there's a marathon on right now on comedy central and if we weren't talking i would be watching it yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, great fantastic yeah so chess and then what else anything else um yeah so chess probably was 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 a highlight for me um that probably i mean that was a great learning curve for me that to be fair doing that one that was really uh yeah it was something special that one i think it will always re remain quite close to my heart that one um i mean for me i you know i loved i really did love working in australia and i think that you know to to be i, I love australia anyway as a country so for me to be out there as well working um out there was a great was a, a, a an amazing because it's a completely different audience out there you know they don't they they do have theater but it's not like how it is in london and the uk so to be able to bring shows to them was was a great experience for me. I never actually got to see anything in Australia. Uh, oh no, I did. Sorry, I saw Aladdin. I got to see Aladdin at the um, Sydney Opera House, which was great. Oh wow! Um, which was yeah, it was really good because I, I yeah, it was actually a good production. I mean, Disney's always do a good good shows, don't they? But but um, yeah, I think I think for me, Les Mis is probably the highlight of of every show that I've ever seen. I think it. You know, it, it really is the oh, and Back to the Future. I mean, when that comes, honestly, you are. I'm telling you, you're in for a treat. Get the tickets because I'm not saying it's the perfect musical, but it is fantastic. Like, especially for anybody that has watched the show and um, watched the film. Sorry, mm -hmm. um, yeah, what a fantastic, fantastic musical yeah. to watch. And also, one of my favorite films was Mrs. Doubtfire growing up so I'm really intrigued to see Mrs Doubtfire when I get back if it's transferred to London and mm -hmm. um, I'd be really intrigued to see what that's like yeah as well I just you know? I feel really bad that it just didn't last here because it was like it opened and or it started and the pandemic happened and then it yeah. started again and then it closed for a little bit of time and then it reopened and it's like yeah we're gonna close I just yeah. feel horrible for you know the people involved in it because you know they just tried so hard to put on a show i though i am weirdly psychic though because i said to myself one day that mrs doubtfire will be a musical and i put that on facebook and i shit you not like an hour later they announced that it was becoming a musical. well if you don't mind saying that chad's going to be jean valjean uh sure. no no let's, let's be realistic chad will be javert chad will be in les mis yeah I, i'm happy with that yeah, I'll be stage company manager. Yeah, why not? And you can, or you can just like sing it in the shower. I don't, you know, sing. <laughs> I know what it's like singing in the shower at a cruise ship, but you know, live your life. Well, well, we share vents, as in like the vents there, mm -hmm. so you can hear it whenever you sing in the. You can hear the whole corridor. Well, I'm sure people are like vocally warming up in the bathroom, and yeah, like, yeah. I'm, my cam is next to the safety officers, so he's a uh, he. He has very strict hours that he works, so he he doesn't appreciate me. Um, 
Dog like if he's on a night shift and he's sleeping through the day and then I'm there doing my la 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 you know yeah. um he can I get some a bit vocal warm-ups before this I get it <laughs> like diction is done with the tip of the you know yeah 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 100 percent normal 100%. normal human doing this okay I mean, we do yeah no go ahead you were gonna say something no, no I, I was just saying we, we we're very lucky we do a full we managed to get a full vocal warm-up in before every show on stage so yeah. we're um yeah, and to be fair, I the, the dads don't arrive for the first half hour of the show anyway. Mm-hmm. So I have the first half hour off, so I, I have plenty of time to uh, vocalize backstage. Vocal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got my nebulizer and my steaming cup. So you can fit into oh, your, we do, oh, we have your to, bright yeah, yeah. yellow jumpsuit with the heels and everything. Oh yeah, I've got to look good for that last number. You know, yeah. I just like this is a total side note. I just remember like lay all your love on me there was one year where they cast this actor who was like very ripped and yeah. there would be a bunch of different reactions to when his shirt was getting taken off during that scene so it'd either be woos yeah laughter or a mix of both oh yeah 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 well we have the guy that plays sky in in, in our cast he's he has a a chiseled body like a greek god oh no this was like oh the next level let me see if I can find a photo. Talk amongst yourselves. I think it's like saved <laughs> somewhere in my camera roll. You know exactly where it's saved. What you? T- <laughs> I, I feel like I might actually. I have to go like way back. This is like ten years ago. I don't even think that is a requirement for the sky, but it does always seem that they get a sky. Like like our guy that auditioned, he never had to take his top off. So unless they saw it on social media, which is what we were saying earlier. Oh right, yes, yes, he's yeah. he's he's fairly hench. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like yeah. That's saved on my phone for a reason. For moments like this, Felix, like he was the Mamma Mia. Yeah, yes, yeah. So aside from doing something in Les Mis, uh, do you have any other dream roles or roles you would like to play? Um, I, to be fair, I I actually would love to do. I'd love to do a few plays. Uh, you know, there's a few plays that I'd love to do. You know, and, and I. My, I would say my preference is comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do love to do comedy and I'd love to do things like, and I like, I like, um, what's the word? Kind of spoof comedy a little bit, like a little bit slapstick. I like that kind of, so like something like- For the play that goes wrong. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. That for me, and I saw that on Broadway. Um, I went, yeah. and actually, and, and actually weirdly, again, another weird link, a guy that I did chess with, Mm-hmm. uh was playing the lead oh wow yeah um so he was playing the i can't remember who it is the director i can't remember the I name i don't remember i it was i can't even tell you how funny that show was when i saw it well i mean you know you saw it too it was yeah, really, even yeah. the playbills were amazing yeah 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 off center it was brilliant yeah and yeah. so something like that for me i would love i would love to to be in that i'd love to i love that stupidity that kind of again it's that thing that i was saying like you go to the theater and you leave just feeling happy you leave that just feeling great you know it's a great feeling just to so i'd love to do that because you know my main passion is acting really and you know and i i i sing and i and i love singing but Mm -hmm. um but i think i always wanted to be an actor and so to do you know plays like that would be great yeah so 
I've spoken to a lot of musical theater actors because, um, again, during the pandemic, directed these virtual readings and majority of the actors who we had doing the readings are musical theater actors. And they always say that, you know, when it comes to doing plays, it's a lot harder to break into because they're musical theater and that's kind of what they're known for. Or, you know, they'll see like, oh, this actor went to school for musical theater. Is that kind of the same in the UK? Is it a little bit harder to break into doing plays because of a musical yeah. theater degree? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's exactly the same. Um, you know, it's very difficult to get seen for, for certain things like that because you are, you're pigeonholed. You're, you're told, hey, you're musical theater, you know, and this is, this is what you trained in. Leave the acting to the actors, you know? Um, and to some degree, I, I understand that, that is, you know, that's, you know, there are people that are trained to be actors, mm-hmm. um, that are more than capable enough to do in the, those plays. So, you know, there are, there are, there is an argument to that, but also, you know, I feel like, well, ultimately, if, if I'm right for the part, it shouldn't really matter what degree I had or where I came from. If I'm right for that kind of part and I can do the, and I can do the role, mm-hmm. it shouldn't really matter that I'm musical theatre trained. Um, another show I'd love to do is is One Man Two Governors. No. Yeah. One Man yeah. Two Governors. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. One Man Two Governors. Um, no, I'm saying and- that's because it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I would love to do that, but again, it, it's difficult to break into when they see you as. And also, on the same time, it can it, that works with cruise ships as well. Like they see that you've done cruise ships. I haven't done that many cruise ships in in the grand scheme of cruise ship world, but yeah. you know, I, I've done a fair few. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, you know, a lot of the time people kind of go, oh, he's a cruise ship entertainer, you know, which back in the day was very different to what, like, my actual training is. You know, back in the day, if we were talking 20 years ago, cruise ship entertainers were cabaret kind of singers. And they're very good. They're absolutely very talented people. But they weren't musical theatre people. They were people that went and sang Elvis songs and Robbie Williams songs and you know and that's they were impersonators or something like that there weren't you know and and the world has changed now with cruise ships and now they we have Broadway shows on so that is getting a little bit easier you know technically I have done the same show as what's on Broadway and what's on the West End so technically I should be able to do it in the West End I'm not the correct age at the moment but the actual role I've done it's not it's the same quality it's the same casting Mm -hmm. um, process it's the same you know so that I'm hoping will get better as time goes on. Um, but yeah, definitely it's difficult to get to get. And I have done plays. I, I, I managed to get do some plays in the UK. Um, but to get the big, did you do big, a radio play or something called Visitor? Yeah, I did. So I did. And it, yeah, I did. A, I did a it was a BBC radio play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was called Vis- uh, Visitors. And it was about uh, it was a it was a a thriller and I'd never done that before I'd never done I have a um a very good again it's about who you know I have a very good friend who used to be a Hollywood actress in the 80s she used to be in Dynasty um the original or Dynasty I don't know how you pronounce it in, in you say Dynasty but I like how you said Dynasty. Dynasty. I was Dynasty. gonna say as we call it Dynasty <laughs> yeah we we say yeah. Dynasty but I think it's called Dynasty and she okay. she played and she was on it she's reoccurring in General Hospital as well, which actually she's she's going back into now. Her name's um, Emma Sams, and she's a beauty. She's like my second mother. She's she's an, a, an amazing lady, and I love her to bits. And she wrote and directed this this play, and she said to me, "Hey, there's a part in this for you. Would you would you you know do you want to come and have a reading of it?" And 
see what it's like. And I, and yeah, it was a it was a great um, a great five part series over the over BBC Radio, and uh, I played a, a one of the detectives in this thriller of this uh, missing person, and uh, yeah, he actually won New York Radio Times award of some sort so it came so yeah she she went and went to new york and received a, a an award for it which was great i mean fantastic so you know that that was great and that then i kind of thought well, maybe this is going to open up new avenues down here i ended up then going to move into australia then is when I, I did that so um that ended that for them but yeah it's, sometimes you know you, you never know who you know will get you and i only know her because i did the show with the with the um the puppet Mm-hmm. when I did my Christmas show with the puppet she was also in part of that show with me and we got to become good friends and you know our, our industry is all about it's about obviously talent and making sure you have a um you know you've trained hard and you work hard and you've got some kind of talent but it mainly it's about who you know and you know if people like you and like to work with you then they, they'll offer you yeah. more work after that so mm-hmm. so yeah anything That's else uh what else oh god what else have i done i've done that um well not done but like what um, what you want to do what i want to do i mean look i would love to do more tv and film mm-hmm. i mean i would i mean i i love theater and i think theater will always be my home but i would love to do some tv and film i did i did a uh like i said i did the, the amazon tv program last year and and the the disney movie um which was great to get to get my feet back into it but mm-hmm. um Obviously, I've come back out here to do this contract now, so we'll see what happens next year. I think, I think definitely a TV and film would be um, a, a great stepping stone. I think also if you can get us, I mean, this would be very, I don't know if this would be possible, but you know, if you can get a bit of a profile on TV or film, then that does open a lot more doors for theatre, which ultimately is where my heart lies. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, but I think for me. It, it's a it's a juggling act between I love traveling I love seeing the world uh I obviously I want to earn money whilst I'm doing it you know but I also want to have a little bit of stability at home and buy my place in London and and um you know maybe have a family one day and that kind of stuff so it's always every day is like a balancing act of where you go as an actor you know yeah. um, you never quite know where you know one door closes another opens and you don't know where that's going to lead necessarily and mm-hmm. I would I would never have thought I'd be in the Caribbean doing Mamma Mia if you'd asked me five years ago. Yeah. Well, five years ago, actually, yeah, I would. Because but take COVID out of it, seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, I would never have I would never have thought that I'd be doing this. So you never know where what's gonna happen in another seven years. Yeah. I might be giving you free tickets to the winter gardens. Why not? <laughs> Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, hey? Okay. So, have you ever heard of Inside the Actor Studio? Yes. Yeah. So, I do the questionnaire. Okay. Part of the podcast. So, we're going to do it now. Are you ready? Are you excited? Let's do it. Crack on. Prepared. Let's do this. What is your favorite word? I'll tell you what my favorite word is, but I can't actually pronounce it. Let me get my phone quickly. Okay. Um, you're gonna like this one. Is it Ramin Carmelo? <laughs> <laughs> Just bear with me one second. Well, I don't even know where my phone is. Oh, it's there. Um, I'll tell you what it is. It's a Japanese word. Oh, okay. If that's why that's why I don't want to, I don't want to uh I probably might not even be able to pronounce it anyway. My old roommate's Japanese, so I can always like ask her later. Right. How is this? Oh, 
it's 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 uh i'm i'm this could be this could be a disaster okay. i'm gonna go for cushy cushy sabishi cushy sabishi cushy sabishi okay do you want to say k-u-c-h-i-s k-u-c-h-i-s-a-b-i-s-h-i-i and it means and it means when you're when you're not hungry but you eat because your mouth is lonely oh is that because is that like the chocolate cake thing that is me that is me i am i'm actually not very often am i hungry but i eat because my mouth feels lonely and it needs food constantly and it's it just sums up my life that's why you know i have to go to the gym just so i can eat yeah Uh, so that's probably one of my favorite words but i don't actually know how to pronounce it but i do love i love the fact that the japanese have a word for eating when you're not hungry but just because you are your mouth is lonely did you discover this word when you were cruising in japan yes i was in i actually was in japan and uh, it's an amazing country and i would uh interesting fact as well i have a uh not interesting but i have a huge phobia of fish uh since since the age i can remember i've been terrified of fish um sorry not a sushi not not a sushi fan uh, unless it's like the vegetarian ones or chicken food so um no so i don't eat fish i'm 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 quite uh terrified of them i don't know why it's i'm not sure where it's come from but it is something uh that i've always had and I, but I always said if I could speak Japanese, which is you know a possibility I could do, and if I ate fish because you can't escape it in Japan, I would quite happily move move there. It's it's a fantastic country. Yeah, um, that's kind of true. You can't escape the fish. I mean, the, no, the, the, yeah, the fish thing. It's mostly <laughs> when I so my old roommate and I lived together for many years, and. Um, she would have like this very interesting, she had like octopus balls and just so many, yeah. so I mean, many like dirty jokes that could be made with the food that yeah. she had in the apartment. Um, but I don't know you well enough to go there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so what is your least favorite word? Um, I think, uh, I, well, it's probably, it's a curse word. That's fine. So, I mean, I, oh, I probably, I probably would say cunt. I do, I do kind of think it's, it's, a, I mean, I, in you some, also ask what your favorite curse word is. So your least favorite is. It would be cunt, see you next yeah. I, okay. Yeah. See you next year. I think that's probably, that would probably be my least one. Cause I think it really does. Uh, even though sometimes I think it, in the right environment, normally if it comes from Ricky Gervais uh, mouth, who I'm a big fan of, it can be quite funny, but I think just in general everyday life, I don't think there's, there's a need for that word. Um, uh, I just think it's very harsh on my ear. It just hit me wrong when I, when someone says, I'm like, oh, God, I hate that. I hate that. They word. can say, see you next Tuesday or vagina instead. So because yeah, that's exactly. what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Okay. So the last, when I asked Sam Bartnett, he's like, sexually, that's not what this is. So okay. Okay, what turns you on? Sexually? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, what so, turns me on? James Lipton asks, what turns you on? But on this thing I'm looking at, it says creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. But the question is, what turns you on? What turns you on? Um, I, I, I mean, this is this might be a bit, I don't know. This is, I, I tell you what, I, I get one of the most beautiful enjoyments from 
is looking at the night sky. It, it, honestly, and I know it might be, maybe it's an obvious thing, or maybe it's maybe, but I love nothing more than going up on, especially on the ship when I get, you know, this is the perfect place, you know, I've in the middle of the ocean. I've seen your Instagram. I've seen yeah. the chat. And on my list of things I want to do in my life is to see an entire night of stars, which this, I was in a suite, went onto the balcony, did not see any, like not an entire thing of stars. And I was yeah. like, we're in the middle of the ocean. ocean yeah. And how did As Jack it get happened. this? And I did not. So well, we get we have access to the helipad as well, which is which is a, a huge area at the front of the ship. Mm -hmm. So we get to go to the helipad. It's a crew only section, um, and obviously it does depend on the day. It's not every night you can do it, but yeah. excuse me, the you know definitely maybe two or three nights a week that we'll have a clear sky. Mm -hmm. And uh, as company manager, I actually get the weather report sent to me every day from from the bridge, so I know when it's going to be like no clouds or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, and I just go up there and I and I just sit and I and I and look at the the stars and honestly, it it kind of does not in a sexual way, but it does turn me on. It 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 it, yeah. it makes me it makes it's so humbling to watch because no matter what stresses I have in my life and you know whatever's happening, mm -hmm. it's all trivial compared to the great the universe and and whatever whether or not you believe there's a heaven there or whatever anything like that whether you're an atheist or religious or whatever ultimately there are stars there there are galaxies there there are planets out there that kind of don't care about us that we are we don't mean anything to the universe mm -hmm. in that in that way yeah so you know you don't need to stress about something for me it's so relaxing to to sit there and watch the stars go by and and know that whatever's going to happen will happen and and it, you know my stresses aren't going to affect the universe so don't let them affect me let's just work away through them get over them move forwards you know and and it's it's so humbling and it is really one of my favorite things to do mm -hmm. um, and and back home as well i have a telescope at home um i'm basically ross like from friends like this is this is who i am did you like uh, all have... your friends go to a rooftop to wait for a comet and then you yeah, absolutely with your friend well, well, I have, a, I have like a. Sorry, I'm like going off on. No, like no, 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 no. But that's what I do. I, I get my flatmate to. Uh, we go out on our balcony. We, we sit there. And he's like, it's freezing. I'm like, yes, but it's, it's a clear night, and it's a blood orange moon or whatever it is. You know, we need to yeah. see this. It's a beautiful thing. So, for me, I think that that it, that's the thing that brings me inner peace. Mm -hmm. Is looking at the night sky and also like sunsets, that kind of thing. But definitely the night sky, for me, really just brings this inner peace to me and, and really calms me down when I need when I need that moment of serenity in, in my life you know yeah all right next question what turns you off what turns me off mm -hmm. um one thing that really gives me the ick and uh, just it's just come to my head it, are, are kitten heels or, or what kitten oh. heels kids you know, like little kids in heels no, kitten, as in no you know you know oh, shoes. kitten heels Kitten heels, I can't. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you know, shoes that ladies wear, and they're, they're just they're tiny, like this. Oh. I don't know why I find this so funny. Okay, You've got a whole collection. So of if them. you want to date Chad, don't, don't wear, wear kitten heels. heels. Please, honestly, and I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you're so tall. I think so. I think. I think. Well, I. I don't think any girl. Well, ever then, needs how to do you feel about around. flats? Like, can I, don't mind flats. I mean, okay. well, depending on what it is, I don't mind flats. 
Um, I don't mind the flats, you know, it depending on what kind of shoe it is. I'm not a fan of the, is it called dolly shoes? I'm not a massive fan of dolly shoes. I don't know. I, I, it might be an English term. Maybe. But, uh, but kit and the heel, I just think if you're going to wear a heel, wear a heel. Or, you know, or wear, wear a wear just, I mean, I'm, I mean, look, I'm all for about wear whatever you want to wear as in, as in. And I understand that you now wear platforms for your career, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, being in stiletto heels all day is not always comfortable depending on the person. I hundred percent agree. Yes. But I just, for me, I'd prefer just wear a pair of trainers. I'm, I'm more than happy for you to whack some trainers on, wear whatever's comfortable, but okay. I, Again, I don't so want to date Chad. Don't wear, don't, don't wear, wear a kitten heel. I don't know his relationship <laughs> status. I'm not asking, but don't wear a kitten heel around. Don't, don't wear, well, for me, a kitten heel is what a 12-year-old wears when it, to, to get her adjusted to, oh, like I've got a heel on, but it's it's not a real heel. So, so it's, for me, I'm just it's a real, oh, actually just. Oh. Well, <laughs> this is like, I know, I, I, it's so amusing. Okay. It's very random and I'm and I'm all for yeah. people wearing what they want to wear, but I'm just saying for me it does give me it's like it, a podcast first. You saying your yeah, and then a very I'm, weird turn off. It is a, it is a turn off. I mean yeah. that is that for me, that's just popped into my head. I'm sure there are normally random, people but. are like rudeness or egos for you, <laughs> kitten heels. No, kitten heels. Kit on heels need to be, they just need to be abolished. I'm sorry, I just don't think there's any need for them. Just wear flats or wear a heel. The kit and heel thing just Or a trainer. Oh, or that's a, what I mean, or a trainer. Yeah. Or, 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 or a wedge. Or call it sneakers. Or a wedge. Or what a about wedge. like a kit and heel wedge? Oh, yeah, like, yes, they're fine. Okay. Like, like if it's like a sandal with like a, like a, like a, a chunk of like wedge like that fine absolutely fine it's it's the stiletto but you've chopped the whole stiletto yeah. off apart from the la- last sorry bit. i just find this conversation so amusing <laughs> it's, i am a bit weird like that it's just for something it just yeah i don't know it gives it gives me it i feel like we me. could have an entire podcast about like you going off for two hours about a kitten heel yeah i mean there's many things that that irk me like that i can be like no i can't be doing it you know it's just it's just for me it's just not my do you thing. think Ross does not like a kitten heel? Ross, Ross, I mean, Ross would like anything Rachel wears, but I don't think. But Rachel wouldn't wear a kitten heel. Exactly, that's exactly my point. See, she wouldn't okay. wear it. I, Smart. It. Okay, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise do I love? Um, again, it's probably it's probably um, a bit cliche. But I do love the sound of the ocean. It's not cliche. I, do, I, I mean, probably a lot of people say that, but I do love that, just that peacefulness of just hearing waves crash or, you know, even on the ship and in the middle of the ocean, you hear the waves hit the ship and it's just this, you know. So like you're in know. a euphoric state, middle of the ocean, looking at yeah. the stars, listening at the waves. Honestly, you, there's not many things that beat that for me. There are a few, but not many things that would be, if you could tell me it's a warm, warm evening, maybe midnight, 1am in the morning, no noise, nobody's around, no light pollution, just you sitting on the top deck of a ship with no lights on, hearing the waves crash against the the ship, looking at a clear sky with with stars. That's, I mean, perfect, perfection. Yeah. Maybe with a blanket and like the love of my life next to me, that would probably, you know, that might that might add a little bit to it. But um, but yeah, no, that that would 
that is what I love. Just listen to the ocean or even listening to like rainfall, a bit of nature. You know, I love that. I love that. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, sound of kitten heels walking. Kitten heels walking. And also, um, oh, it gave me a shiver just thinking about it. People dropping cutlery on the floor. And I'm like, on a hard surface floor. Yeah. That sound of cutlery clanging it just it just goes through my just goes through me and it, re- it really just you're like getting really tense right now i know sorry i need to <laughs> just give me some wave crashing think oh. of the o- shh you're on the ocean yeah. just like yeah. think of the night sky do you need yeah. a moment to like zen you, yeah, me just, i think we need to move on before you get like really <laughs> yeah okay what profession other than yours would you like to attempt um I mean, I, I, I did want to be an astronaut uh, growing up. So that would have been, I mean, I wanted to be everything growing up. So, I mean, astronaut would have been, would have been a great thing to do. I've always wanted to go into space. Um, but I think a realistic thing, which I actually, I did, I, I, I enlisted in the army when I was a teenager. So I did my basic training as a, as an infantry, uh, my, my, granddad well my I come from a military background as well my granddad's and my great-granddad were in the navy mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't join the navy because I'm I'm partially colorblind so um I failed the test for like being in the navy but I could join the the infantry and uh so I did I did <clears throat> I did kind of basic training there but they told me once I'd finished that um I it was during the Iraq war and they said look we're not going to lie to you. You you will be going to war. We will be sending you on the front line once this is your training is finished. And uh, and I spoke to my and I I always wanted to be a performer. That was always in my head. Like I still want to be a performer, but I kind of I've always had this thing with you know maybe the military and that kind of stuff. And I and I did this training and I and I loved the training and I thought it was great. And I was I was kind of a bit blind. You know, I was blinded by the fantasy of you know um, being a soldier. And then after consideration, I realized that maybe going to war wasn't the best thing to do. Like, do I really want to do that? And so I left. But then I still wanted to pursue that kind of area. And so I looked into being um, a, a armed armed police in, in, in the UK because we don't have uh, our, our police force don't carry firearms um, as standard. So to, to do that, you'd have to be a specialized SO 19 is what they, they're called. And, and they're the, the, the firearms unit for a police officer. So I was heavily considering being a police officer and, and focusing on that. And then there was a time in my, then I, then I went to college and I trained as an actor and all that kind of stuff. And then there was a period where I had about eight months, nine months of no work at all. And I was considering giving everything up and going, Oh, I can't do this anymore. And I actually enlisted in the police force um and i well i i i filled in the form and i sent everything off and and uh and yeah and then and then they came back and i had like an interview date and i had to go and do these courses and all this kind of stuff and then i happened to get a job as, as i happened to get a, a job and i went and did an acting job and then <clears throat> then yeah that was that but i probably would have been a police officer of some sort i think well you can maybe play one on tv or in a show well that's 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 what i'm hoping there you go <laughs> Or like an alien police officer. I'm just like still going back to you and like Marvel. Um, what profession would you not like to attempt? Uh, I I couldn't be a surgeon. Too but squeamish. you can play one on TV, guys. 
if it's fake blood, great. Anything oh. to do with blood, anything to do with like open wounds. If you cut your finger or something, I'm fine. Mm. But if there's like you know your knees because i feel like you got really tense the last i don't want these questions to like make you again middle of the ocean night there's a sky you don't like no i can't do i can't do blood i can't do uh I wouldn't be able to open somebody up and perform and heart so that nosebleed that actor had a while back did that get you I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was, I was, because there was a lot of blood. It was like quite bad. I thought like, this is stuff like that. I'm not too bad with, because I know it's, I know that it's just a nosebleed, but if it was an injury, Mm. if her nose had been ripped off and there was blood coming out, then I'd be completely different story. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. Definitely surgeon or doctor. I don't think I could do. Got it. Okay. Well, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? (laughs) <laughs> this is uh yeah this is this is a very good question um very very good question if god exists um well if heaven exists sorry if, sorry, if, if, if heaven exists yeah i mean i mean look ultimately i'd want i'd i'd, I'd want to know that i'd lived a good life mm-hmm. and and i you know i'd want i'd want to know that if there was a, a higher power in this world that was judging us or that was monitoring us or i would want to know that i have added some kind of positivity to the world and even if that's just by one person you know that's what i'd i'd like to i'd like to know that i'd done that and that i've had some kind of positive uh effect on on the world and what i'd left behind it um if i could ask the question i'd want to know what is the point of it all as we all probably would um, you sit and look at the night sky and ask yourself that question all the time well i mean you know like i said i was raised a mormon but then i you know i, I now i'm 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 an atheist and i and i i have a great respect for religion but but um i don't believe in that myself there is uh, I, I don't remember how he phrased it because when he would sometimes have actors or whomever come on inside the actor's studio who also you know didn't believe in god and he would phrase it in a way but i can't remember how he would phrase it to people but like yeah i mean like something after what would you want well i I, well i yes i think i think i'm i'm probably a bit more agnostic i I actually think than atheist i I should correct myself because i'm i I don't believe that there is nothing Mm -hmm. i believe that there probably is something or or i'm open to the suggestion that we don't know that 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 there's not um and so, you know, I, I just I, I just hope that if there is another world, whatever that world is after us, that that. I mean, I can't predict what what we're going to go into, what that world is. So there's, for me, there's very little point stressing about what what's going to happen after that. I just would like to know that what I've done on this planet and in this world and, in, in, you know, um, in my life that I I brought people happiness. You know, and I think that's the thing for me it's, keeps me grounded in that respect that when I'm dead, I'm dead. And if something happens after that, great. If mm-hmm. there's another world, fantastic. If there's a heaven, brilliant. But I'm never going to know that as being alive. So there's no point in me stressing too much about that. What is important is that the time I have on this earth is that I, I try and make as many people happy as I can and, 
and bring joy to myself and and to other people you know and and i think that's for me is more important than what happens when my time on this earth is done you know yeah and then mr lipton would say here are your students and then the the mfa people would ask their questions be like hi i'm the second year acting major i was just wondering so you're moving this yeah what was it like yeah so before we like kind of end this do you have any questions for me about anything you can say no i mean what how long have you been doing this for now then is this podcast or yeah yeah the podcast yeah um it's not consistent because i have a full-time job and um you know, just trying to get people to come onto the podcast. So since like 2019. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It started off with like getting, you know, my friends who I know worked in the theater, like front of house, backstage, things like that. And then because of the pandemic, um, you know, with these readings I did, I, you know, got to know known people and, you know, I'd ask them to come on and they would come on and, you know, yeah. Sam Bartnett, I just emailed his agent. So I was like, this is an offer for him to come on my podcast. And then he did. And so here we are. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So my last question before we end this very long conversation we've been having, uh, why do you think theater is important? Wow. I mean, um, so many reasons for that, isn't that? Yeah. But I, I, think, I don't I want think, is this like a non-stressful. I don't want you to get tense again. I just want to make sure like we're good. Like, no, no, we're, we're good. We're not, okay. I'm not. We're not talking about drop cutlery or fish or kittens. I'm sorry. Or, I will not get over that. I don't know why I find that so funny. I do. It, it's just really yeah. It's, yeah. It's. Uh, it's my, yeah. I'm. Anyway. I'm short. I think I have like kitten heels. I don't even wear them. I'm just like ooh, a comfort shoe, a sneaker. And then I'm just like shorter than that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's great. I just, and you know, wear whatever you feel comfortable in. I'm all about that. Just, but... Again, if you're going to date Chad, just don't, again, don't, don't know your relationship status. Don't yeah. wear a kitten heel. Don't wear a kitten heel. That's just, the, that's, yeah, this, it's not going to score your brownie points. I'm sorry. No. Um, but no, why do I think theatre is important? I mean, look, you know, theatre, theatre is what we all are, really. You know, whether you're a, a construction worker or a teacher or whatever you know we're all living a life and that's all that theatre is it's just portraying different lives and yes it's heightened and some of them may have songs in them that you wouldn't normally have in real life and you know but it's just telling stories and I think you know a world without stories well you you wouldn't have a world you know you we all tell stories whether it's on stage or not and I think you know, theatre is the best way to communicate that live telling of a story um, to, a, to a mass audience. Um, and I think, you know, when we hit the COVID and, and our government in the UK, you know, they started telling people that, well, you know, theatre isn't a viable job anymore. You know, you need to start re- retraining and, re, you know, and and we in the UK, we had a we had a blackout of, of all media for like an hour or something like that where they say well look if you have no theater you have no tv you have no film you have no radio you have everything is based on theater you know all these actors or whatever you know 90 percent of them are trained in theater of some sort that's where we learn our craft that's you don't when you act even if you're acting on set of a tv you're still acting in a theater 
mm-hmm. which is set. It's still, it's still, you're still performing to other people. You're still performing to that person. You're even if you've got a camera in front of you, you're still in a theater of some sort. So without that training, without that, you have no entertainment. You know, like even singers have to perform. Yeah. You know, so I think I think theatre is, is incredibly important to to so well to everybody, even people that don't realise it, even the people that don't go to the theatre that think, you know, that aren't maybe not as cultured as other people that don't want to see that. They still listen to stories. They still hear people coming home and tell a story about something. Well, that's still a performance of some sort. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really important that people understand that theatre is is a part of us as human beings it's not it's not just a job that someone does and you pay extortionate money on Broadway to see it's it is we're all part of a theatre yeah you know I think Shakespeare says you know the world's a stage mm-hmm. men and women and are it, players exactly and and that's and 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 that's true we are like everything every, every day this is a story right now this will be a story for me to tell other people, hey, I one day I did this and I had the podcast. Everything is a story, and you never know where, where that story is then going to turn into a, a play or a musical, or you know, and, and it all starts with a conversation or a, or a you know a, a meeting or whatever. So every, every I, that's the way I believe. I think that our whole life is a theater, is a show, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're all just performing monkeys. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. A couple of years ago. So I'm sure, you know, on Instagram, they had like the Explorer page and I saw this clip of um, Marlon Brando talking about how we're all actors, how we act in our everyday life. And he was talking to the interviewer and he's saying like, you're acting right now because how you are with me, you know, you're probably not off stage. You know, there's like this persona that we sometimes put on. And I thought that was very interesting. And clearly I still talk about it to this day because I, I'm like, it's kind of true. Cause if I, you know, get on the phone with whomever and I'm calling them, my, my tone of voice is different than it is now. Cause you're like, hi, yeah. I'm calling yeah. because of this. And then I'm like, Ugh. after, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the point is that we're all, we're, we're always, always performing. Like no matter, if we, even if we don't know we are, we're always doing, and you know, Tom Hardy says a great quote as well, which is not necessarily about performing, but I do believe it. He's, you know, he said, you're going to, you're going to meet some people that love me and you're going to meet some people that hate me. And he said, and, and it's important that you, you believe both of them mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I react to different people in different ways. And he, and he said, and I, I am, I'm do I can be two completely different characters depending on how you treat me. Is yep. how I will treat you, and so so to some people, like yes, I can be a nice person, but somebody else might say, well, I you know I I, I hate that guy, mm-hmm. and and because of for whatever reason, and I think that's you know that kind of is that the, what we were saying, like we all have different personas in the sense of how we behave with certain people and and how we react and how you speak to your best friend compared to how you speak to a waiter in a restaurant might be completely different, you know, and it it just yeah, I think and I think that's. That's what theatre is. It's just picking up those stories of everybody and everyone's lives, maybe maybe heightening them a little bit, exaggerating them a bit, maybe sticking a few dance numbers in here and there. But ultimately, you're telling a story that started off as a basic human story. Yeah. You know, and you, you're creating it into a show, but it's still just telling a story. Yeah. Well, Chad, you yeah. can stay on one say in the recording. 
but uh, anything else you'd like to add before we No, end? I think it's been great. It's been, it's been amazing. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Honestly, this conversation went on so much longer than I thought it would, but not in a bad way at all. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. And if you are going on the cruise of Royal Caribbean, Allure of the Seas, make sure you check out Chad, a Sam. What's the last name? Carmichael. Carmichael. Yeah, so, Carmichael. See, yeah. I know. I remember. You know, you know it. Remembered Carmichael in Mamma Mia. All right. It's a great cast. A great cast. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Brought back yeah. a lot of nostalgic memories for me. A lot of people book that that ship just to see the show. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot, we have a lot of people that say, hey, look, you know, when we're choosing the ships, a lot of them go to the same places. We chose a law because we wanted to see Mamma Mia. Yeah, it's just, yeah. again, it's just a fun show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's really fun. Literally the Broadway production on stage. Okay, I feel like we've talked about Mamma Mia enough. <laughs> Okay, we're going to end now. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Day.